16th episode of Matchup Mashup, where we provide you with a weekly dive into two relevant contenders in the Hearthstone meta. I'm Private Merc, and I'm joined by my host, Wee Wee Man. How are you doing, Wee Wee Man? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. So, how was your week, Wee Wee Man? It was good. It was, um, it was kind of eventful at work. I, uh, Private Merc knows all about this. We had fleas in the office. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty horrifying. Like, I was just sitting at my desk, and I just felt one crawl across my face. So I, like, I was like, huh, that's a little weird. And then I just, like, I, like, killed it, and I was just, like, going on with my day. (laughs) And then I just kept feeling (laughs) fleas crawling up my leg. (laughs) I literally had to roll it in my fingers. And then... And then, like, literally, like, sometimes I'd roll it in my fingers and they wouldn't die, so I, I like, literally had to take a screwdriver and, like, stab them, because they're so freaking (laughs) strong. man is a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then I just found, like, ten, like, on my leg, and I was like, uh, I'm going home. (laughs) Like, I'm not staying here. I literally had to call one of my friends to, like, hold a blanket in front of me outside of my house so I could, like, take all my clothes off and run inside. Yeah, we should give uh, those clothes to our 100th subscriber. Yes. They're still in a bag, <laughs> I think. I'm, like, scared to take them out. I, like, I sprayed a bunch of this, like, anti-flea stuff in it in the bag and just, like, threw it in my basement. And I'm just, like, ugh. <laughs> I just hope they're all dead. But um, set up to a horror movie. Your basement's soon gonna be ruled by by fleas. God, <laughs> two cats. Like. The spray only made them more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when I grabbed the bag outside, it was sitting outside, and I grabbed it, and I was like, like trying to like tighten up like the thing before I brought it in, and this flea just like jumped out of the top, and oh. I was like, and it was so horrifying. Oh I, no! Yeah, I I hate fleas now. Um, especially because I was like looking up, I was like looking up fleas on Google when I saw one crawling <laughs> on me, and then I see a picture of this guy with his arms decat or like his arms like, what do they call that? Like he just yeah, he amputated. Yeah, he was like an amputee, and it was like. Flea causes man to get his arms removed, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but there was that, and then I went camping, and uh, we, we went with, uh, I, I just went with my friend, or, or our friend, Brandon, and uh, we just we just went car camping for a day just to chill and, like, cook some food over the fire. But um, I do want to say I'm quite sleep-deprived, so I'm sorry if I, like, if you can tell. Uh, but yeah, there was just like people blasting music till like 3 a.m. Just like, even though like, dude, there's signs everywhere that say like, keep your noise down past 11, but these people were just like actually having like, it sounded like a wedding reception was going on at like a campsite. So that Wait, kept me man. up. You said you got amazing sleep. <laughs> no, <laughs> I got horrible <laughs> sleep. It, and then, uh, at like 4 a.m. It sounded like the Daytona 500 was happening, like, 
10 feet away like there was literally just like there, and and then when we went to uh we went to a diner the next day i was like hey is there a speedway nearby and there's like oh and they're like oh yeah there's one like literally right across from the campground i'm like oh so that's what was that there was just like people literally racing cars at like 4 a.m so yeah i'm just very tired now but it was overall a good week so so uh, how was your week though um my week was pretty good. I, well, it was like kind of long. I had to go up to New Jersey for work this week and, um, to work for the Spencers and Spirit Halloween place. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the show before. And we just worked really, really long days. And I gotta go back there tomorrow, so. Amazing. But only tomorrow, so. And then you're done. Are you, are you done for a hot minute? I think, I like, they have their giant, they have their giant, like, opening event, uh, on Thursday, so, like, it just straight up, everyone needs to be done, because, like, they paid a ton of money for it. Nice. But, yeah, so, long, so, with, like, all the work and stuff, I just haven't been playing that much Hearthstone, and what I have been playing, I've been having the most fun with Nature Shaman. Um, and I've already talked about that literally twice on the show, the before and after, <laughs> the before and after, uh, base card edition. Like, so I don't, I don't really need to talk about it a third time. So my explanation section is going to be pretty brief this episode, but that, uh, we are going to be announcing, like reviewing all of the new cards. So. Yes. Yes. New cards. So that's. That will make up for my lack of a explanation this week. So I mean, and with I'm, that, I'm uh, I'm I'm still gonna be doing a deck too. It's also a deck that we've talked about recently, which is Naga Mage. But I'm gonna hopefully try to give a different perspective on it, especially being like playing it at a lower rank and obviously sucking with it. I like hopefully can share some of my experience with anyone else who's like in my range you know kind of like diamondish, and you know hopefully i can give some tips to those people uh learn from my mistakes you know yes so with that out of the way we get into the news the news mm. is the fall of old mini set has been announced uh, the mini set launches september 19th i don't think they gave a time and that's with 38 new cards 38 new cards, 33 class cards, and 5 neutrals, 4 legendaries, 1 epic, 17 rares, and 16 commons. You can acquire the mini set for $14.99 or 2,000 gold, or you can acquire the golden mini set for $69.99 or 10,000 gold, or you can acquire the regular mini set and the golden mini set for any combination of 12,000 gold or 7498. Nice. Has it have have you always been able to buy mini sets 80, with gold? Wait, it would be 8498. Yes, you have. Or, actually no, I don't th- I can't remember actually. I'm not sure. I I thought I thought I, I, I remembered so. it like not being possible, but maybe maybe it was. Oh, um, so it's cool if they added that. Yes. But it could have also always been there. I I don't know. So with the announcement of the mini set um, comes the announcement of anomalies. Uh, anomalies are coming to standard, wild, and twist. They've broken out of battlegrounds, much like Yog Saran has escaped his prison, and 
for the first week the mini set is out, uh, there will be a 100% chance of anomalies in every single game of any of those modes. And also uh, Arena. Standard Wild Twist and Arena. And then after this week is up, there is a 25% chance it will be in every game until the next patch drops with, like, the next full set. So not the next patch, just when the next set comes out. So they're going to be in all those modes for a while now, and that's pretty controversial, especially among top legend standard players who say this is, like, unfair for certain decks. Where in, like, Battlegrounds, you can adapt to the anomalies and play around them with standard you build a deck and then you jump into a standard game and then an anomaly pops up and it's either good for your deck or it isn't like kind of yeah so, like that's especially the, the yeah I, I i i don't know i think it's weird that they're bringing it to standard personally like i guess battlegrounds is also pretty competitive like, probably even more it's so. It's just as, if but, not more. Like, I know yeah. it has a huge following. Like, it's definitely, like, yeah. Right. Like, it's, I mean, it's cool. Like, it's random and everyone gets the randomness. So, it's just, like, it can still be competitive. But it's, yeah. I mean, when it comes to, like, especially, like, top legend players who have, like, decks they want to play, it's, like, if it's not like like if they get the fast track one like we'll talk about the anomalies but there's one where it reduces all your cards it's like if they get that that one and they're playing like a control deck and the other person's playing aggro it's like they're just gonna get blown out probably because it's like yeah your control cards are cheaper but their aggro cards are cheaper like i just feel like i don't know so the way anomalies work is they're revealed prior to your mulligan, so you pick what cards you're going to keep and what you're going to throw away. But it's activated uh, before your very first turn, so before anyone, whoever's first, draws their first card. There's going to be a total of 20 anomalies, and an exact 5% chance of each of them, so uh, none of them are, like, super going to be crazy. I mean, I hope there's some crazy outliers, like some absolutely ridiculous ones, but I feel like... This is already kind of risky to put in a stand there. I don't know. They should just do it, though. They should totally just do it. And yeah. They'll find out. Like, if it's horrible, they can just get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, they can just take it out. Like, if it's, like, the worst thing ever, like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of it. You, you tried to make something really fun. Um, so, with anomalies, and I'll let Wee Wee Man reveal the anomalies in a minute, but before we reveal those, I want to talk about Cho'Gall. He's a neutral legendary coming with the mini set. He's a 6-mana six 6-7 six, with Taunt and Lifesteal. And at the start of the game, there's a 25% chance to corrupt the game with a random anomaly. So, in addition to the one anomaly that will be 100% happening for the first week and 25% chance happening for until, like, the next set, Cho'Gall can make a second anomaly be in the game. So, so you can have games with two anomalies. And wow. his start of game effect is 25% chance to corrupt the game with a random anomaly. But because Cho'Gall uses Ogre Math, if both players are running Cho'Gall, that second anomaly will be a 100% chance. If both players consent to Cho'Gall's, Cho'Gall's request, then put him in their deck, it will be a 100% chance, even though the math doesn't check out. Hmm. That's pretty cool. So, with all of with anomalies explained, Weird Man, can you give us the three that have been revealed thus far? 
Yeah, so we have Approaching Nightmare. And this is both players start with Yog saron Hope's End in their hand. And what is Yog saron Hope's End, pray tell, for people that have not been playing since Whispers of the Old Gods? Yes, and I myself have not been playing since Whispers of the Old Gods, but I am friends with Private Merc. And he sent me the card, and uh, it is a 10-cost uh, legendary minion, and it's a 7-5, and its battle cry is cast a random spell for each spell you've cast this game. And so, the targets are chosen randomly. So, wait, wait, man, since you have not played with this card, tell me if you where you think this card would lie on the tier, like, knowing how prison kind of operates and thinking about this like how good would you say this is like in a like practical like meta like percentage like not don't get percentage but like do you think this is good bad mid-tier um i mean i don't know like looking at it like if, if i was playing a deck that played like tons and tons of spells like i mean you could get that number up pretty high for how many spells you're actually like getting out of this thing it's just like it could like negatively affect you so i don't i don't know like i would say mid-tier just because like i feel like you can't be be sure that this thing's actually gonna do like good stuff for you it actually had to be nerfed because of how good it was wow and it got is this the nerf version or is this the regular so, um, they reverted it about a year back, so, like, Yogg will work like he did when he came out, but after he came out and people realized, like, wait, if I just cast a bunch of spells and then play this, he's actually busted, and people, like, once people realized that, because, like, people assumed initially, they were like, this is bad, like, because, huh. <laughs> like, like, the idea, it doesn't seem like it would be good, but, um, then when yeah. people figured it out, um... The nerf was if he transforms or dies during his spells. Like, I literally saw a clip once where, like, they played Yogg and then he hexed himself. Basically before he could die and the battle cry would keep going, because that's, like, how battle cries work. But the nerf was if he would be destroyed, killed, or turned into a different minion, like, it would immediately stop casting spells. Oh, okay. So... They reverted it, though, which is good, because I want to play OG Yogg with... I want to just throw him down and have him do crazy stuff. Instead. Right. Yeah. So what are our other two anomalies? Yeah, so then we have Gift of Gluttony, and this is both players start with two more drawn cards. Which I think we talked about before that that means like before your mulligan like you would just have more cards no after your mulligan but before your first turn okay so you have to pick the cards first and then this happens you could get cards back that you mulligan away okay um and then we have fast track which is one I mentioned earlier, which is reduce the cost of all cards in both players' starting hands by one. Yes, the macro play. Coin Memoron into Frequency Oscillator into Click Clockers. and just the, like... more, the more I think of that, it's just like, it's only good for an aggro deck. Like, that's so polarizing. Like, because it's just your starting hand. Like, you just mulligan for a good starting like i don't know like a good cheap starting hand you can play like everything on turn one and then if the your opponent is not also playing an aggro deck like what are they doing 
I mean, we'll have to see, thing. right? We will have yeah. to see. Like, yeah, I guess we'll see. But because, I mean, what if what if you do what you just said and Molly and all for one drops and they go like click clocker frequency oscillator robot, then the warlock could just like turn one to file that. Like it's like that's not... yeah, that's true. So it's not. It, it, we'll have to see though. How? Because like people will have to adapt to that and be like, he could have that reduced. So I got I gotta go like bigger. Right. So. It could go either way, I think. But it does seem on paper. It does seem initially that it would be really good and aggressive stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, so, those are the three. And they haven't revealed the other 17. And as that comes out on Tuesday, we're recording this Sunday. They might just be like, haha, LOL, and just like not reveal them until the set's out. Like, I could see that without chaotic there being. So. With anomalies out of the way, we can go ahead and start revealing our cards. And want to do what we've done with the other sets before. We give a one of we take turns introducing a wee wee man, and then we'll rate them from one to five stars, and then talk about why we think they're good or bad. Yes, sir. So, um, okay, I can go first. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So the first neutral is Chaotic Tendril. He's a one mana one one common with battle cry. Cast a random one-cost spell. Improve your future Chaotic Tendrils. So, first Chaotic Tendril you play, cast the one-cost random spell. Second Chaotic Tendril you play, it's still a one-mana one-one, but it'll cast a random two-cost spell. And then three, and then four, and then five. And there's actually a lot of cards in this set, and we'll talk about as this goes on, that will generate or add more Chaotic Tendrils to your hand. So that you can keep, uh, you can get that like spell number up really high. So, with well, yeah, I got to keep in the synergy in mind there. But still, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What are your thoughts on this Wee Wee Man? So, is the random one cost spell? Is that like it, it, does it have to be one that doesn't choose targets? Then I'm guessing. Or no, it... it's just like it's just like targets uh, randomly. Prison of Yogs thing. Okay. It's just any random spell. And like if it, if it if but if it cat like if, if you're saying like if it casts like you play this on turn one you're going first, and it casts like some one cost spell that would just like execute like and there's no execute is destroy a damaged enemy minion and there's like no target for that then it won't it just won't happen. Okay, I was just wondering because mo- like some cards will say like targets chosen randomly and then some like that one doesn't so i was just wondering if like the pool of spells mm. was different but um it just what i just i straight up i just straight up think it's, it wouldn't fit on the card like you the words those yeah words. yeah no for sure um but i mean with that in mind i mean i don't know like it it's seen like i'm guessing it it Cast a two cost spell. Uh, after yeah, you play it's it, like, one, a it's just a one man. The stats and the cost do not change. The spell cost just goes up linearly. Like, okay, I mean, in that case, I feel like this card's. I mean, I don't know. It's just like another like, like casino. Like I don't know. Like just random cards. So it's like I don't know where it will fit necessarily, but it's. It seems um, really I think fun. it could. In this in this meta. Stuff that ramps up is generally like like there's a certain I don't know like you're like ra- like w- like lots of strategies that like improve future things they I don't know it's not always actually like freaking astral automaton is so bad but like they're also yeah. like like but then relics are really good so where does chaotic tender fall in between astral automaton and relics that's the question 
Yeah, I feel like more that one. It's like on the other side of um, relics. Like I think relics are really good in the way that they ramp up, but I think that's still better than like just the dude getting bigger. Because I mean, after you play like five of those, you're casting five cost spells and like that. I don't know. It seems pretty big. But your deck would have to be able to, like, your whole, I feel like, I feel like you either, like, commit to, like, replaying a bunch of these, or you just don't run it at all. Well, we'll see later on as we go through all these cards. No peeking ahead, Wee Wee Man. Well, there are, like, not an insignificant amount of cards in this mini set. Like, five, probably around five or so, that, like, will add more tentacles to your hand. Oh, like, okay. You can keep so like it's not gonna be you don't you don't need to go priest and run like power word synchronize and power word synchronize your chaotic tantrum like nah there's like lots of other cards in this set that just will add more add some to your hand. Okay. So if you do go this strategy, there's definitely the support. Sweet. Um. So out of how many out of five stars, what would you rate this, Wigan Man? Um. I'd give it. A four out of five. I think, like, I'm not, like, I don't know. I think, like, power level-wise, it's, like, it's kind of to be determined. Like, I don't think anyone could say how powerful this will be with, you know, in combination with its support. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, four out of five. It would be a three, but I'm giving it one extra point because it's cool. Yeah, I'd probably just give it a three out of five. I give it a five out of five on fun, but... Yeah. Look, I, yeah, I guess it being good yeah. at Rogue, like, with other support cards we'll talk about, and then, like, shadow-stepping this, like, in, like, breakdancing it, like, you really want to, you could get this up, like, to a really high number, and, like, uh, but I, I, I just, I'm not actually sure how good that is. <laughs> like, right. I, like, you can get it up fast, but I just, like, don't. This, uh, okay, so three out of five, sir. But, I'm, but I'm, I definitely want to play it. I'll definitely play with it, because it looks really fun. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, you did that one, sorry. Um, so the next card we have is Prison Breaker, and it's a 4-mana 4-4 epic, or not epic, uh, rare, and its battle cry is if you've cast 5 or more spells this game, deal 3 damage to all enemies. So what are your thoughts? Oh, your 4-mana 4-4 is not great stats. Like, it's not stats that you're excited about. Um, if you cast five or more spells this game, if you're putting this in your deck, like, that's something that you're definitely gonna be able to easily... Like, you're not putting this in your deck unless this is something you can, like, get online. So, four mana, four, four. I don't know. Like, I get, like, hmm. To all enemies, I guess that's worth noting that it hits face. But it low-key just reminds me of... What is that card called? I'm looking through my Hearthstone collection right now. So, Tomb Trader. It just reminds me of Tomb Trader, which is a 4-cost 3-3 Death Knight card. And it's Battlecry Destroy a Plague that's already in your opponent's deck to deal 3 damage to all enemy minions. And that's... I mean, I don't know. That card just could not be great because Plague DK is not great, and you can just put this in anything. But I don't right. know. Maybe like I'm just thinking about like Nature Shaman. Like you cast tons of spells in Nature Shaman, but like you don't want to 
play a four mana four four that he deals three to all enemies, you just crash with thunder for free. Like you don't right. the body doesn't mean anything in a deck like that. <clears throat> so I'm just trying to think of I don't know. I honestly give it like a I'm gonna give it like a two. I really am not sure what I'm running this in. It's also like, weird, it's like it's so similar to Inquisitive Creation that it's like kinda yeah, but it can't. It, it does. It does go face, but it can't go up past three. Like I'm not. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't. You wouldn't run this in mage. That's actually. I wasn't even thinking about that. It doesn't need to be in your hand. Is notable at least. Like you don't need to be. That would be horrible if you had to be holding it for all five spells. Like. Right. But I'm still gonna give it two stars. Yeah, I would agree with two stars. I'm not sure how impactful that card's gonna be. Okay. Next up, we have a 5-mana five 5-4 five, epic battle cry. Get two one one Chaotic Tendrils, and its name is Eye of Chaos. Um, wait, wait, man, what are your thoughts on this uh, Chaotic Tendril support card? Um, I mean, I think it's fine. Like, it's, uh, it's a little on the pricier side. I feel like they're being a little modest like with the chaotic sorry I'm hiccuping um with the chaotic tendril they're being a little modest i feel like because they don't know how crazy it's gonna be um until they see how it performs so i feel like they made the cost a little high like i think i think it would be best if you just didn't give this card good stats and you just made it like a cheaper card like a three cost two three or something or, like, even, like, a 3-cost 2-2. Two, two. Like, something just so that, like, I don't know. If you're playing a deck that you're trying to play a lot of Chaotic Tendrils, I just feel like a 5-cost is kind of expensive. But, um, but I mean, it's a good support card for it. Like, it definitely, it's good that they made this um, with making the Chaotic Tendril. So, I mean, I'd probably give it, like, a 4 out of 5. Um... Yeah, I imagine that if they made it five mana, it's because they probably were playtesting at like three, like well, your idea, like three mana or so, and it was probably just like too good. I would imagine because yeah. like they have to have a reason for making it a five mana five four. The stats are like horrible. Like even for a four mana, like you know, like the undead priest, like rotting necromancer, like that has a really good effect on it. So like they're making it right. a five mana five four, and you're giving that they're giving you two chaotic tendrils like they that means they value chaotic tendrils at like kind of a high like they value them kind of highly which means i hope at least that they're actually pretty good because that would mean they play tested and they're like wait if you get a bunch of these out really early it's kind of busted though so, yeah so i mean but that being said i give it also like a like a three of a two or a three a three a three i'll give it a three because i gave chaotic tendril a three and that's kind of what i'm probably gonna give like all the chaotic because i don't like this one i don't know maybe a two because the stats are pretty horrible but somewhere between two and three stars all right awesome we're gonna um, skip chogol or we don't i mean guys did we yeah talk we could we we talked about chogol i guess we could um rate it what do you what do you rate chogol Mm, I don't know. I mean, like, probably, like, a two, because, like, you're not, this is six mana, six, seven, which is Boulder Fist Ogre. I guess he has Taunt and Life, I'll give him a three, he has Taunt and Lifesteal, but, like, the start of game effects can really hurt you, like, it's not like they're always gonna help you. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I would I would also rate it a, around like a two or a three because it's. I guess kinda, I didn't realize at first not... that he had taunt and life steal. That's actually like pretty fat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I it's it's at least better. It's like um, it's not like what what's that one card they always want you to start in your deck and it makes the game shorter, Alex? Or no, Nosdormu. Nosdormu, like. He doesn't does he, he doesn't have really any keywords on him, right? Isn't he just a vanilla like He's like a seven mana eight eight, I think. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. this actually isn't bad. It's like a six mana in a body, like six mana, six seven taunt life seal. Right, yeah. It's, not it's bad. definitely better. Um so okay, so yeah, and then we have um a fifteen cost legendary Titan. Um, with uh, the stats are he's a seven five. Um, it's Yog Saran Unleashed, and um, yeah, so he's a Titan, and his text is costs one less for each spell you've cast this game. And then as a Titan, he has three other abilities, and those are Reign of Chaos, which is take control of an enemy minion. There's Induce Insanity, which is force each enemy minion to attack a random enemy minion. Um, and then Tentacle Swarm, and that's fill your fill your hand with 1-1 one, one Chaotic Tendrils. So, um, yeah, I get, what do you think about this guy? Fill your hand with 1-1 one, one Chaotic Tendrils, yes! I want to play this with an empty hand and get 10 <laughs> Chaotic Tendrils. <laughs> God, go what happens when you play, like... A, your tendril that is above the amount like does it does it just like stop at like whatever spell is the highest cost spell in the game yeah whatever's currently the highest cost in standard it can like only pull from like whatever that is like i don't know let me see what do we got that is like high cost spells yeah i mean we've just got is that really the highest cost spell in standard what it's the highest cost spell in standard is cultivation at eight mana isn't isn't fireball or something like ten mana like with a deal ten? Oh, I was spell? just sorting by titan cards. Yeah, that was that is correct. I was like, how is that the case? Um, so yeah, it would when it caps at ten, you could either get. I don't think you can get climactic necrotic explosion. I don't think that 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 one can be randomly generated. But you could get convoke the spirits, pyroblast, garden's grace. From the other side. So those four. And then it won't ever... It'll just keep doing tens after that. So I guess every time a random Pyroblast, a random Convoke the Spirits, a random Garden's Grace, a random From the Other Side. I don't know. Is Garden's Grace the one where you shoot like five beams? Nah, that Garden's Grace is the ten. The ten mana costs one less for every spell, holy mana you've spent on many spell holy spells give a dude five five divine shield oh, okay well that's still huge like i'm thinking like if you are playing these and then you're getting a bunch of gardens graces and it's buffing your guys so reign of chaos is crazy take control of an enemy minion's really good like yeah that's, like we used to i mean we're not playing 2015 hearthstone but like we used to play the 10 cost spell mind control and priest to take control of an enemy minion like that's and induce insanity is really good because every single one will have to attack. So like if they have six, it'll start like go in order. Like so even if some kill each other, like even if like there's like three and like 
one, we're going one, two, three, and one, like, hits and kills itself, I don't know, like, kills itself on, like, they will all have to attack, like, one hits two, and then two would have to hit three anyway, because, like, like, they all have to take a turn attacking, so it's, like, probably gonna clear their board if they've got a bigger board. So it's, like, board clear, steal their best thing, or fill your hand with random spells. I think it's probably, like, I'll give this a four stars. You can, I mean, you could get this out cheap. Like, in something like Miracle Rogue, or something like a Druid deck with, like, all your get a spell, get, like, aquatic forms and planted evidence, and, like, you can definitely get this out early enough that those effects will be pretty impactful. So four out of five. And five out of five for I'm gonna be playing this in, like, every deck, so... Yeah, same here. I was I was thinking when you mentioned Miracle Rogue, that's like kind of what I was thinking about. Just like any deck that you could just have a bunch of really cheap spells, lots of card draw spells, and just play him super early. Make your whole like game plan just like playing Tentacle Swarms. Yog Rogue. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I'm 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 super down to play something like that. That seems really fun. How many um, stars do you give him? Um, I would I would say five out of five. Nice. I think it's it seems like it's uh really well designed. It could be like almost too busted. Like if there's, I don't know what cards we have in standard to like make, like I don't I don't know them well enough to like know if this kind of deck would work. But I I'm like picturing like some kind of rogue deck. That would be able to just play like a bunch of cheap spells, and like if that's the case, like I don't. I mean, know. you definitely you can, can you do that. You can literally like, get this out. Like so you, quick. you got shadows up. You got prep. You got bone spike. You got like door of shadows. You got ghastly strike. You got <laughs> you definitely. The rogue has the spells there. It just depends on like if you. Like, if you cast a one, I mean, yeah, you probably just put this in Miracle Rogue. Like, even if you just cast a ton of spells and it's not cheap enough to play him at the end of that turn, you still just could do, like, graveyard stuff. So, yeah, he's just gonna, he just can fit in there, probably. It's like, crazy, too, how, like, perfectly it would probably line up. Like, if you did have a bunch of cheap spells and you play them all, you could literally, like, empty your whole hand into playing him, like, on a, like, like turn five or some like something crazy and then just and then like, you like prep and then you prep serrated bone spike him so he's two mana <laughs> <laughs> in addition God. to all the reductions get him That's out on crazy. like turn three or four if you i bet i bet you get him out on like turn three or four in combination with like going fishing and like other card draw door of shadows going fishing uh um, oh like goodness. card draw stuff you probably you probably could get it done maybe four four is probably the most realistic yeah i have to find out um but yeah that does it unless there's anything else you want to mention about uh, any of the um neutrals uh we can move into the more class specific cards starting with hunter Oh, uh, yeah, just one last thing about Yogg. You don't have to run a Tentacle deck for, like, Tentacle Swarm to be good. Like, you could just Tentacle Swarm, and they're starting out at one off your Yogg, but your hand was pretty empty. Like, you don't, if Tentacles aren't good enough to put in your deck, like, Piranhas aren't good enough to put in your Shaman deck, but, like, you run Schooling, like, it's, like, you could just not put Tentacles in your deck, and Tentacle Swarm could still be good. So that's all. So, with Hunter... Our first card is Bestial Madness. It's two mana rare shadow spell. 
Give plus one attack to all minions in your hand deck and battlefield. What are your thoughts on this, Wee Wee Man? Um, so what are some... I know there's like, uh... There's another card out there that gives one... One, two... Um, I, th I thought it was in Pure Paladin for a sec. People it's not Prince, it. Prince Kellyseth. One, one to what? All, uh, all minions in your hand deck and battlefield. It was like it was like a four cost. All minions in your hand deck and battlefield. Yeah. It's currently in standard. It was. I forget how long ago I played. It could have been like a while ago. Like like it could have been like two sets ago. I just remember there's playing Prince, Pure there's Paladin. Prince Callus set. Oh, but that would not be in Pure Paladin. Pure Paladin, and you were buffing all your dudes in your hand deck and battlefield. I think it was just a spell. Maybe it was a minion and you definitely were playing it in paladin yeah i remember it in paladin yeah oh i mean you have grime street outfitter but that's just your hand yeah not him it wasn't it wasn't him this is gonna make me lose my mind i'm looking to i mean if you know for sure it's all of them you can search hand deck and battlefield Survival of the Fittest is in. Survival of the Fittest is in Druid. That's the 10 mana 4 4. And then there is a Paladin one, Invigorating Sermon. Give plus. If 4, oh. ma four mana, give plus 1 plus 1 to all minions in your hand. So that's valued yes. at 4 mana. That's the one I was thinking of, Invigorating Sermon. So yeah, I mean, like, if that's 4 mana and it doesn't even con. or. I don't know. I think I think this card's like fine. Like it's like it's almost like they took two mana off because you're not giving them health. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't really seem all that exciting to me. Still doesn't make me want to play Hunter. I'd probably like I don't know. Like he could be impactful, um, but I just think like I don't know. Like I I, I think like if it's Arcane Hunter, the one that has the secrets and the um the spells and like give your arcane spells plus one like that kind of stuff like i think it's working fine so i don't know if they're like giving it some support for other strategies that i'm not aware of because i don't play hunter but um i just think like whatever deck is trying to give one attack to all the minions and like play minions as a hunter deck is like just i don't know like i'm i'm I see how it's a hunter thing, but I also just don't think it's that interesting. So I would probably give it like a three out of five. I also don't think it's going to be like that impactful. So uh, I'll give it a four out of five. I think it could be good enough to make like it's if like that effect's good enough. There's enough cards like Hollowhound and stuff. Like it's like it might be good enough to make its own archetype. Either way, I feel like it's decent enough in Hound Hunter, just for giving the Hound bonus attack and then, like, give an additional benefit to, like, always a bigger Jormonger, that, like, one that gives your dude Trample. Like, that yeah. makes that better. So I think it's I think it's pretty good. Like, do you really care? But, like, it's, it's like, yeah, they cut two mana off to cut off the one health gain from the Invigorating Sermon, but also, like, that's that's, like, a good thing. Like you don't you don't want the health as hunter and you do want the attack and they made it cheaper, so right. I, 
I'm down. I'm down to clown. I'm still not gonna play Hunter though, because I don't. This doesn't. I don't. I don't want to play. I don't. I just don't like Hound Hunter, and if it like makes a whole new like minion buffing archetype, I would try. I would be down to try that, but I'm not down to just put this in Hound Hunter and go play games. <laughs> so right. Um. Next up, we got select, and that's a shadow spell, by the way, which is one last thing worth mentioning. Uh, that's a Hunter shadow spell. We don't. We don't do those. So. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, uh, that is. Next up, we have three mana common arcane spell, celestial shot, deal three damage. Or, no, sorry, I introduced bestial madness. You need to introduce celestial shot. Yeah, so celestial shot, shot is just a three mana arcane spell that is deal three damage, and your next spell has spell damage plus two. Um, so. So. My thoughts on this card are that it's five stars, um, because you'd play this turn three, and it also can just simply go face, like, like, that's all, like, you're already giving your next spell plus two, and this can go face, like, and, I mean, there's not much that needs to be said. Celestial Shot, turn three, Eversong, Portal, turn four, get at least three Lynxes for four on curve, and if you played, like, one of the two mana, two, three, like, you could possibly getting four, four, four rushers on turn four. Like, this is gonna, they, like, gave Arcane Hunter the tiniest, like, they, they nerfed Haldoran, and they nerfed Singer, and then now they're giving it guaranteed combo into at least three four four rushers on four like this is five out of five stars this is very good and the effect is like already like three mana for three damage to anything with an effect is probably good enough because like three damage is like that's like not a laughable amount and the effect is so good even if you don't have eversong portal you could do like one mana arcane arrow to deal or split shot or whatever that card is deal three damage to three enemies like that's also good well yeah, i think you, you convinced me i'm uh you know i've never really played that deck so i don't i don't know much about you know what it needs or anything but i mean you talking about the getting the three four four rushers and that helping that and then it also just being a damage spell like uh yeah, like if yeah, you, I would if also you have to or, give that a five out of five. If you like one or two rushers live when they take their turn to remove stuff, you're also just dealing damage with like spells and like you equip your bow and stuff. So like that helps so much. Yeah, like getting that onboard damage in addition to all your from hand stuff is like really really big. And this is from hand damage. <laughs> okay, so our next card is Twisted Frostwing. This is a four mana four four. Rare Rush Beast. It's a 3-3, and it has Death Rattle. Summon a Chimera with stats equal to this minion's attack. So this is support with Bestial Madness. Also support with, like, any uh, buff cards like Doggy Biscuit or the Hunter Location to give it plus two attack. And, I mean, Lorthamar too, but you kind of don't, you don't really want to Lorthamar and then play a Twisted Frostwing, because that's what you draw, so. Uh, it's pretty good support with buff cards, and what are your thoughts on this Wee Wee Man? Um, I don't know. Um, I don't, like, see where it really, like, fits in currently. I mean, probably just, like, you know, Hollow Hound Hunter. Um... 
I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think because uh, you know I don't I don't play hunter, but I'm trying to think like what hunters are usually doing on the turn four. Um, like if they're arcane, they'd want to be playing either Halderon to buff all their spells or like yeah, like definitely portal. not an arcane. Like I definitely think that like uh, if that bestial madness card does create a new archetype, like this is good enough for that. Like if it makes its own like. There's enough minions that like like <laughs> like remember Twin Fin Fin Twin like uh, the rush that summons a copy of himself like there's enough good yeah. cards that like you can make copies of like him or that like get get in an added benefit on top of like that plus one attack then that could be good I just don't know if that exists right um see so yeah, I don't know I'd give it like a three out of five. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a two, just because the initial stats are pretty, are like pretty bad for four. Yeah. But like, and, and if and if it is just your buffing its attack through that one, that two drop, or through location, like the thing it summons could have big attack, but it's, um, I mean, it's still gonna only have three health, which yeah. is pretty easy to deal with. So just two for me, but I would be excited if it's good. Like I would definitely try a bestial madness hunter deck with. Like a buff type style thing. Those generally aren't very good. Like the only buffs that aren't good are ones that aren't all in like that. Like, uh, like like pure paladin where you just buff your hand real quick, all your one ones and stuff. Like that's good. But generally the cards that take like invigorating sermon was not really. I think it was run in pure paladin, but it was also like the thirtieth worst card in pure paladin. Like it was like I wish we had something else. But yeah, and now we got. Crusader's Aura, which is insane. That one's really good. But yeah. yeah. Anything else on Twisted Frostwing? Uh no, I think that's that's it. Um So So I think that is it for all of the hunter cards, unless you have anything else to say. Um but otherwise we can move into Warlock. Warlock, Warlock. And yes. Our first Warlock card is a one cost shadow spell called Curse of Flesh. It's a rare, and its text is enemy minions cost health instead of mana next turn. Um, so this this seems very similar to a uh, other card we've had. Um, what are I think my it might have been like a minion. Man? What are um, my thoughts on Curse of Flesh? <laughs> I don't know. What are your thoughts on Curse of Flesh? One out of five stars. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't. It's Commander Ulthok, which is a five mana seven seven, which like has that's good stats for five mana, but the effect is just so like unplayably bad. Like it's just it's almost always unless you get them. Like why would you be running this? Like the only time this is good is if you get your opponent really low and then play this and then they can't play stuff. But also like that's just. Why would you run that in your deck when you just run another minion or more damage to kill them? I don't, I don't understand. Like this yeah. is almost always better for them. And right. Like, it's like it's, anytime I've had that effect played on me, it's like helped me like like close the game myself. And so when it's, it's not like, better for them, when it is like uh, something like they can like. Sorry, what was that? When it's not better for them, they actually can't do anything, and like this, you win the game. Like, there's another card you could have been running, like, either another minion or more damage or something, I feel like, that right. just would have been better anyway. It's like the solid alibi of uh, offense. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you, like I, don't, I don't even know. It's just like, I don't know. I think it's bad. I think it's a one out of five as well. Um, 
right. yeah. No. Uh, yeah, this card's turn. bad. No more. It doesn't need anything more words spoken on it. So next up we got Encroaching Insanity. Three cost rare uh, shadow spell. It shows Loken even more corrupted. And then it is both players take fatigue damage twice. What are your thoughts, Wee Wee Man? Um, I think it's interesting because um, I know there's the the um spell that in the imp version of the uh warlock deck that you played um i forget what it is but it's like you take fatigue damage and then you do damage to all enemies yeah there's like three of them there's you there's take fatigue damage and summon the imps there's take fatigue damage and uh make the imp bigger and then there's take fatigue damage and go face yeah so i mean i think I mean, uh, this is good for any of them, especially if you're able to have the uh, the weapon. Um, I forget what the weapon's called. Fellstring Harp. Fellstring Harp, yeah. If I mean, especially if you have that, like this this card could could really. I mean, I'm confused by. Like, is this just a spell you play, and then this just happens forever? Then, or is it just like that? I'm guessing. Yeah, it's like wait, like like, like if your deck like is empty and you go to draw a fatigue card, it will be three because you've both already drawn two fatigue cards. Okay. So it is your fatigue. It's just like increasing your fatigue counter, which lives in invisible land in Hearthstone by two. So like. Okay. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, so, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's cool that they added this because having a spell that uh, kind of uh, helps your, um, str- like your game plan of just like playing those cards that use your like fatigue. Um, I think it's cool that there's a card now that supports that. Uh, so, I mean, I would give it. I don't know how good it's gonna be. Um, I don't. I feel like it won't be that impactful. So. I th- I'm thinking it's probably like a three out of five, but what are your thoughts? Um, the first time you play this, you deal they take three because one then two. The second time you play this, they take seven because three plus four and seven plus three is ten, and then like that's like, and then in it with its like synergy with all the fatigue cards, like you play this once and then you play like the you curve this into the four drop. I think he's a four mana three four. Battlecry, take fatigue damage, summon that many 3-3 imps. Like, that would be a 4-3-4 that summons 3-3-3 imps. It combos with the weapon. It combos with the uh, Void Virtuoso. You can just play the 1-mana 1-3 and be immune, and you're not taking any of this damage. I mean, it operates as burn while boosting your, your, like, synergy with your fatigue cards. That was already, those cards were, like, pretty good. I think I give it five stars. I literally think it's I think it's crazy. Playing with the D cards and Imp, like they are strong cards. And this burns their face for a not insignificant amount while making your fatigue cards better. Yeah. Yeah, no, that checks out. Um Yeah, I don't know, I guess we'll see. Uh I think it'd be cool if it's good. Next up, we have Tentacle Tender, 3 mana, 2, 5, common. At the end of your turn, get a 1-1 one, one Chaotic Tendril. <laughs> Wee-woo, man. Um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, uh, neat. Like, it's, it's, um, just a card that 
needs to be able to live. So, I mean, the 2-5 is nice. Those are always good stats for something you want to stay out. Um, and if you, you know, get this out for two turns, like, that's fine. I just feel like this will not be ran in any deck that isn't, like, where playing a bunch of Chaotic Tendrils is its main game plan. So, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd say this is probably, like, a... Probably like a three out of five. Um, yeah, I think just cause, just because I think it's very restrictive in like what kind of deck it can be played in, especially for Warlock. Yeah, I think a three two five that always gives you one tentacle and could give you more is definitely better than the five five four that gives you two immediately. Because like you're definitely gonna get one off this. A three two five for one is pretty good, and then you could get two. So, like, the ceiling for this is pretty good. Like, you could get a ton of value off that. And... Yeah. Uh, you could probably run this in a fatigue deck, I'd imagine. Like, alongside... You're probably, like, not running this in... Mm, you could be running it in, like, a really slow Warlock deck. But if you're running it in something like Control Warlock, it doesn't really help you be defensive. Um, like, your aggressive decks will kind of just ignore that. So you probably gotta run this in, like, a more board-oriented deck and hope that, like your other board can help protect this so you can get more than one tentacle off it and get, like, lots of value. Like, yeah. I think it could be fine in, like, a, a more board, like, imp deck, but I'm not sure. I'm just not so sure how much the imp deck wants to be adding a bunch of tendrils to their hand. Like, I guess you could run that with Yogg and then, like, get a bunch of really expensive tendrils for, like, another late game, but I also am not so sure how much... Something, like, you, you can run... Like, every Warlock deck can just throw Sargeras in there. Like, even even Imp, Aggro Warlock, like, you're still running Sargeras. Like, because the card's so good. So it's just... I'm not sure how much this end game is going to be bad. Probably three stars. Probably three stars. Cool. Um, Alright. Okay, so then uh, we can move on to Demon Hunter. And our first Demon Hunter card is a 2-mana, two 2-3 two, Elemental... And its name is Serenite Shambler. It's a rare. And its battle cry is if you've cast five or more spells this game, give your hero plus four attack this turn. So what are your thoughts on this? So it's an elemental. I don't think that means anything for Demon Hunter. I don't think they have, like, any elemental synergy. Yeah. Two mana, two, three is fine, as long as the words are fine. Like, you're not super upset about that. And if you've cast five or more spells this game, get plus four attack this turn. So I guess this is comparable to, like, hmm. Demon Hunter got a new card this set, like the card draw. One that costs one less momentum. They give you a plus four attack this turn, costs one less for each card you've drawn this turn. I don't really run that. Though. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like a this is kind of like that hunter card, the three mana three three. That if you've been holding it and you cast three spells, deal five damage. It's kind of like that, right? I kind feel of. like yeah. So in that case, that card is like okay. That card's like not great, but it's not amazing. And you're giving a hero attack, which is significantly worse than like just dealing four damage feel like even unless right. you have like very specific your hero attack synergies probably like i don't know honestly probably two stars just like the other if you've cast five more spells this game like plus four attacks good you get a two mana two three but also i don't i'm not so sure i'm not so sure you're not running a ton of spells in outcast you're not 
if you don't really want this in Relic, like, why you want to play this, you don't want this reduced, and you don't, like, you're not casting a ton of spells early. I'm not really sure. Right. I'm just not really sure what I'm playing. It's definitely not creating an archetype on its own. So. Yeah, definitely not. I'm, And I'd probably agree, like, a 2 out of 5. Um, um, anything else to say about Mr. Serenite Shambler? No. No, I think uh, I think we just gotta see. I think they're trying some weird stuff with Demon Hunter, and I think uh, it's just gotta be figured out. Next up, we got Sigil of Time. Sigils are back. We used to have Sigil of Lacrity, Sigil of Summoning. There was that Sigil of Silencing. Like, uh, so Sigils are back. Three mana, common fell spell. At the start of your next turn, draw three additional cards. What are your thoughts, Wee Wee Man? Um. I feel like that's pretty good. Uh, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have any problems with that. I think for three mana, drawing three cards, that's that's good. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it's probably like a solid four out of five, just card draw. Um, and uh, I feel like card draw is always always good so yeah four out of five for me but what are your thoughts i mean so this is like infinitely better this is so much better in the early game than something like arcane intellect because if you play arcane intellect or something on three like that's your whole turn this you play on three and that is your whole turn but then next turn you draw all those cards so you get like to know what you really want to do and also it didn't really take off but demon hunter got a ton of the whole titan set was like does extra thing for every card you have drawn this turn so this synergizes with like all of those in a really good way in the sense that you have all your mana still up on the turn you draw all these cards and yeah. it synergizes with like you're definitely gonna draw a spell if you've played like Jotan already um it makes momentum cost one mana like even if you don't draw any more cards momentum costs one because you draw four cards that turn uh I'll give it a 4 out of 5. Like, this is such good support for all of the card draw Demon Hunter stuff. It's just, like, still, will that be take off? Like, will that be good enough? Like, this is the best support you could freaking print for that archetype. Like, this is crazy. The combination of still having all your mana left up on a turn that you draw, like, three additional cards and then can spend all your mana and do other stuff is, like, so crazy. But... I'm still just yeah. not sure. I'm not sure if it makes everything else good enough. We'll just have to see. So, I give it a 4 out of 5, because the card itself is just really good. You might just still just, like, run this in, like, Relics or something like that. Like, if you don't have, like, Vault or something that you'd like, like, you might just, like, well, what else are you doing in Relics on turn 3? Like, you're, you're either making 1-1s off your Relic of Phantasms, or you're playing, like, a Nerubian Vizier. Like, I'd draw 3 cards. Yeah. Same here. All right. Um, oh, you did that one, right? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Um, so our next card is a 4-mana four 4-4 four, four common minion, uh, Mindbender, and its battle cries deal 1 damage for each card you have drawn this turn. I mean, if you sigil time on three, it's four mana, four, four, deal four damage. Like, I don't know. Is that, is that any good? Like, um, four mana, four, four, not great stats. D 
deal one damage for each card you've drawn this turn. Just kind of... I mean, paired just, with the Sigil of Time, it's like... It's just kind of expensive, right? It's the if that it, it's really good paired with Sigil of Time, 4 mana, 4, 4, deal 4, but then that's all you're doing. Like, you, you don't get any benefit off of all of your other card draw cards. So I don't know. Is that is that okay? Is that, like, are we chill with dealing right. 4 on a 4-4? Four, four? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't think... Like, unless there's, like, gonna be some crazy stuff going on in Demon Hunter, like, maybe you break your... Maybe you literally play a Sigil of Time, and then you you draw four cards starting your turn, and then, like, you also, like, break your your uh, Glaivetar, and then you, like, also, like, play one other spell, and you're just able to do, like, 12 damage to their face or something. Like, I... I don't know if, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe that would be, like, a part of way that a Demon Hunter deck tries to close out games. Uh, how realistic do you think that is, though? Um, I mean, it's not very good. I mean, you're not closing out games if you Sigil on three and Mindbender on four. Like, I don't, like... Yeah, no, I mean, not, it wouldn't be, like, it would probably, like, I don't know, like I said, you would have to literally... Probably like have the sigil of time and then like break a glaive to or like I don't know. You would just have to like have like a crazy turn where like maybe and like maybe it just acts as like you know you put a body down and do some damage. I guess it's like, possible. It's just like sigil of time. If you're running like if you're trying to deal a ton of damage through the board with outcast stuff and you're running glaive tar, like sigil of time is not what you really want to be doing. Like yeah. You want to be putting stuff on, playing outcast stuff and making big wide boards. I feel like not passing turn three. Right. I. Um, yeah. What do you rate it? You think? I think a two. I think. Two. Uh yeah. I'll I'll be a little more. I'll I'll give it like a three out of five. So I think it has potential. Well, that is Demon Hunter. Next yes, up sir. is Shaman. Shaman gets a one mana one two little cute guy. He's called Shock Hopper. He's a common elemental beast, and his battle cry is get a random overload card. Wee wee man. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I, I I don't I don't know. Like you'll you'll probably be able to speak on this a little better, but I feel like this would be good in like Nature Shaman. Like just like a one cost minion you have that also gives you over an overload card like i don't know i think that's i think that's pretty good yeah you don't want you don't necessarily want every single like in nature shaman if you rip this and it gives you criminal lineup the eight mana summon a three copies of a minion or like pack the house like that's like you're probably you, like even if you get to turn seven that's not what you want to be doing it's like there's, yeah, there's bad hits. Fair. There's bad hits off of it for sure. True. Um, if we're just talking like nature shaman, like those could be good in a different, like in a different shaman deck, like you could hit back the house and like be like, this is amazing. So. Right. Um. Well, I don't know. I'd I'd probably give it like a three out of five. Then it seems uh, like pretty average. 
Like it seems like a it seems like a good card uh, to have like like to play on one, um, but yeah, we'd have to we'd have to see see it in those decks first. So yeah, I'll give it I'll give it two man two out of five stars. I'm just not sure. Like, there's no crazy late game like just oh there's no crazy just overload deck that like. I don't know, because, like, it's, like, you could get, like, Zap, but you could get Criminal Lineup. Like, it's, like, is there any deck that, like, is happy with getting a zero-cost spell or an eight-cost spell? Like, you probably just not sure. A one-mana one-two is, like, fine, but it's also, like, it's a one-mana one-two. You're not, like, jumping for joy. Like, it's, like, (laughs) stats aren't great. And the effect is just, like, so variable, because there's so many. There's not so many, but there's enough that... I don't know any deck that's like happy with every single overload getting every single overload card. But I guess I mean we'll run like Swashburglar sometimes and that's just add a random any random card from any class to your hand, so maybe I'm just being too harsh and like it is good enough, but I'll get I'll give it I'll still give it two. I wanna play with it. I like that effect. It's always fun to just get something and see what you got, but Right two stars for me okay um so then we have a two cost spell conductivity and it's a it's a rare nature spell and its text is the next spell you cast this turn also targets adjacent minions Mm. so 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 yeah i yeah explain this too like I, i feel like there's i don't know um adjacent minions means like if they've got like two dudes, or you've got two dudes, it'll hit both. If you've got three, you would have to target the one in the middle to be sure it hits them. There's a lot of targets for this. You could zap an enemy, and it would zap, like, the two next to it. There's cold storage. There's blazing <coughs> transmutation. None of those are crazy. You don't really want to use lightning bolt or convincing the skies is okay. Like, jam session in a board-based deck could be really huge getting three jam sessions and like giving all your dudes plus three plus three and like dealing three at all minions that could be really big possibly hex if they've got like a bunch of big threats hex like playing that conductivity and then hexing three of their things could also potentially be really good um and then we have, like, jive... I think the, the reason they made this is so you could jive insect into it, though. Like, have three minions out and, like, totem shaman and then conductivity and then jive insect and make three Ragnaros the fire lord. <laughs> I mean, you it's, like... You could do that on seven, right? I mean, depending on if you're using base, you could, like, play a bunch of... You could overload and reduce it, possibly earlier, but... I'm not exactly sure. Like, if you were just conductivity Ragnaros, it would be seven, yeah. Okay. But also, that's a meme, but also, like, it would be fun. I don't know. Um, I feel like three stars. Hopefully they come out with something other than, like... Like, you get Altered Cord to heal a bunch. You can Jive Insect to make a bunch of Regnaros. Uh, criminal Lineup would just flood your board. Like, and you wouldn't... Like, your board wouldn't fit anymore if you did that. And... Like, Hex is really good for removing one of the things. But any overload stuff, it's notable that if you do an overload spell, you will overload uh, three times that value because it's casting the spell. If you hit three things, if you're only hitting two things, you would overload twice if there's only two things, like, to be hit. But right. 
Um, yeah, we'll just have to see. I think. I think it's. Cool. Yeah, I would. I would give it a four out of five personally. I think it's. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think it could be good. Conductivity. So next we have Infested Watcher, a four mana four four, which like they seem to love this set, and I don't love it. I don't really like four mana four fours, but yeah, Infested Watcher, four mana four four taunt, common death rattle get to one one chaotic tendrils wee wee man um this is just very very similar to the five four so like uh shoot like i i mean i don't know it's like you got rid of one attack or no you got rid of one attack and one mana and you gave it taunt but you made it a death rattle which is worse than battle cry (laughs) yeah so it's like i I don't know, man. Like, that's fine. Like, it's like they're given. It, it looks like they're given support to multiple different classes for the. Which I'm happy tendrils. about. Cause I'm really hyped to play those. I'm really. Hyped yeah, about. it's like I don't know. I think like shaman though. Like, I don't know. Like, does shaman have a lot of other besides this? I mean, I guess there's the neutrals too. This uh, I'm just thinking this like. You probably run it in a spell heavy deck with like Yogg. <laughs> like, yeah, true. If, yeah, if you're doing it I for don't the know. I don't know. It's just, you know, yet again, like pretty expensive for pretty bad stats. I mean, like the taunt is nice, but. Um, I think the taunt makes I up think for it's... it. Four mana 4 4 is bad, but I think the taunt gives it probably like enough to make it worth. But the death, it's just a shame that it's a death rattle, because if they don't want you to have them, they don't have to kill it right away. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would give it, like, a 3 out of 5. Maybe a 2 out of 5, I think. Um, if, you know, the Chaotic Tendrils do end up working with, sh- like, a Shaman deck, then, like, it'll get run. If not, then no one's gonna run this card. So... Yeah, I'll give it like a I'll give it like a three. And then I I want to try I want to play chaotic tendril shaman. <laughs> nice. Um, and I think I read that one. So you're up. Yes, sir. So now we move into the warrior cards, and our first warrior card is a two mana two two, uh, battle worn faceless, and it's a rare minion whose battle cry is transform into a copy of a damaged minion. Um, so, what do, you, what do you think about this? This shit is busted. This shit is, we used to run Flame Wreath, or no, uh, what is it, um, Battle Sworn, Blood Sworn Mercenary, and Blood Sworn Mercenary was a 3 mana 3-3 three, three warrior epic to choose a damaged friendly minion and summon a copy of it. And that shit was, like, so good the whole time it was in standard, and... This is a two mana two two, and it has to become the copy, so you're not getting, you're not summoning. But this can also this this is a damaged minion. So this in enrage, you could hit one of your really big things. You've already buffed a bunch and make like copy like a Grom or copy like a another Remornia. You wouldn't really want to do that, but I guess you could <laughs> just copy any big like buy or like a Thori Balor and get another Thori Balor, and then. It's also a damaged minion, so you can hit enemies. Like, if there's a really, like, yeah. oh, oh, they got a Titan, and it's taking one damage, bop, 
I got I'm an I'm a Titan now. Like this is <laughs> like it's any, so it can also hit theirs, and it's two mana, so it can fit so well. The downside of running it in Enrage is like you could buff this with your one four dude that likes getting hurt and your uh you could draw it with the riff and buff it and then both of those buffs go away because this battle cry is to turn into something else. So that is like one slight downside, but I don't think it matters. Like I think it is just good enough that like that it is a five out of five personally. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh like this could definitely be good with some bigger minions, but I was when I first saw it I was thinking of Anima Extractor. Yeah. And uh having two of those out and just like i don't know that's having one of those out it's like like i've never played the deck but like when i'm playing someone and they have like even one of those out like i'm so stressed so <laughs> if they're able to play this and have two and then they still have more in their deck like ugh, yeah i would give this thing like a five out of five cool so with that's our enraged warrior support next up we got our control warrior support we got a four mana common spell that can be forged uh, it is sanitized. Deal damage equal to your armor to all minions. Forge, gain three armor first. What are your thoughts, Wee Wee Man? Um, I I think this is pretty good. Um, I think it just like is gonna give Control Warrior the the what do they call it? What do the cool kids call it? AOE? Yeah, I don't know. I don't AOE. even know if it's AOE, but like, I mean, it like, is, it, it is. if you have enough armor, it's you know, it can be tall and it's wide and it's only four mana, and I mean, as long as you can forge it, you will for sure get to do three to everything. But I feel like, as a control warrior, if you're playing it right, you should already have some armor by the time you're playing this, and maybe they just made their board really big for turn four because they are dumb and then you can just clear their whole board with this like i i just think it's really good support for warrior and i feel like control warrior is going to be a lot more difficult to play against once this is being run in decks and that's just my prediction what do you give it out of five i would probably say like a four out of five yeah i'd also agree on a four out of five the four mana if so if you forge this early you're going to be taking damage from their board. So, like, you're not going to have armor come turn four, so dealing three to everything is going to, like, basically need to be enough if you're playing this on four. But four mana, gain three armor, deal three to everything is not really that... It's just, like, actually not bad. And this is not shield shatter, but also, like, shield shatter was so busted, so it doesn't really need to be shield shatter. It's also worth noting the mind games now, because you're going to run this alongside Bellowing Flames and Control Warrior, and now when you forge, your enemy is not going to know if you forged a Sanitize or a Bellowing Flames. And if they go super wide, like super wide with a bunch, I don't know, like if they go super wide with a bunch of bodies, then sanitize is better but if they like make play one big dude then bellowing flames is better so you can mind games them now with that because yeah i mean you, you are running both of these those in control warriors so probably yeah four out of five as well it could even be five honestly because like late game potential is super there you can just heavy play sanitize deal like 11 to everything like so it's got 
you can't just curve for four or for three, or you can late game. I take it back. I give it a five. I get a five. You can late game clear any board with this too if you don't want to play it early. Yeah, that's pretty good. What did you did you already say your rating? Yeah, I gave it a five. Five. All right. Well, uh, the next card we have is a big boy. He's a seven mana seven six legendary minion called General Vez Vezax. Yeah, General Vezax. Vezax. General Vezax. And um, so he's a legendary rush minion. And his battle cry is gain four armor, and then he has a death rattle, which is lose four armor to resummon this. So, so what do you think? Seven mana seven six with rush is like not bad. Like it's not great. Like that's probably more of a six mana stat line, like a six mana seven six with rush. Like that's probably closer to what that's worth. But the battle cry gain four armor, death rattle, lose four, like. That means the next time he dies, if you kill him this turn, you insta-summon him and get to attack again, no matter what, because he's giving you four right away. And if you have more, you can just, like, if you have, like, 12 armor, because you just have been being a control guy, and they've been being, like, a slow guy, and then they make, like, a giant, like, a drum druid board of, like, four sixes, or no, that wouldn't work, I guess. Either way, because he wouldn't be dying. Like, you can just keep resummoning him. If, if they're a relic demon hunter, and they got, like... Two six sixes and two seven sevens in this extremely specific scenario, and you have twelve armor. You can play him and like kill all four of those. So, um, noted that like if he dies when you don't have at least four armor, you'll never be like he'll be gone. You won't be able to get him back anymore. It's like if when you death mm-hmm. rattle, you don't have four armor anymore. He is he is gone now forever. So, good. Um, I'll give it a, like, this slots well in a control warrior. I'll give this, like, a 4 out of 5. This, like, allows you to do your do your stuff, have your funny business, like, do your control warrior stuff, turns 1 through 4, turn 5, like, play your riff that makes a 3-4 and the 4-3, and then turn 6, either, like, repeat riff, um, to make more of a board, or trial by fire, and then seven, we can curve into General Vizax, and then eight, we can Odin. And, like, the General probably won't be dead, so instead of them being able to super pressure you for your Odin turn, they have to deal with the General, because for great low rates you can get online, you go to the General, <laughs> save some time, and then you play Odin on eight. So I, I think it's probably, honestly, this could also be a... F- I think Warrior's mini set out of all the ones we've gone through is busted by out of all of these i think they were like they probably planned this mini set in mind they like we want warrior to be so good this set and then like it wasn't good at all and they were like we thought it was going to be so good and they gave warrior those four buffs they buffed the craftsman's hammer the stone skin armorer the blade storm and one other one but a trial by fire and then mm-hmm. they also had this mini set planned, which is so strong for Warrior 2. So they probably might not have adjusted these based on, like, all of those buffs. And this might make Warrior, like, crazy. Like, it's the best we've definitely gone through out of Shaman, DH, Warlock, and Hunter. So Yeah, for sure. Probably might be five-star. It honestly might also be five. I just think I just gave three five-star reviews, but... <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, so wait, I introduced that one, so, so it's your turn. Uh, did you? I don't. I'm not sure if you rated him. 
Oh, I would give him a four out of five. Four out of five. All right. Next up, we're in Rogue. Um, we got Assembly Line. One cost, rare spell, discover a mech from another class. What are your thoughts, Woo Woo Man? Mm, I mean, you've played more rec, uh, rec, <laughs> Mech Rogue. So, what do you think this has a place in Mech Rogue? Or not really? Um, hmm. From another class, you say. From another class. I wish this mic let me, like, get up real close to it and just bass boost you so I could destroy your ears. But instead, I'm just going to have to say, uh, Becca Shark, bro. Oh. (laughs) All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, you you said the magic words. This is a five out of five. <laughs> you also can hit Gaia. Like that's later, but if you have lots of mechs out, Gaia is not bad either. The colossal. Um, right. You could also find like Leviathan, but that's not really great. Like you don't really want Leviathan. Um, yeah, there's not that many mechs in other classes. There's about like one. Let me see here. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, there's a lot of paladin ones. Oh yeah. Looks like about twenty seven mechs across other classes. So if you want to hit any any specific mech that's a one out three out of twenty seven for a one out of nine, that's like an what like an eleven percent chance. So you can't just be wanting Mecha Shark. You also probably want like, but like, there's enough. I think there's enough that you're gonna find something you want. Yeah, I mean, it's probably gonna need some experimentation before we'll know for sure, like uh, how beneficial like some of those other mechs are. Yeah, but it's Mecha fun. Shark it's cool. is just Introduce a clear a one. Bit from all the other classes, Mecha Shark's crazy though. <laughs> yeah, Mecha, dude, dude. What dude. did you do to me? Didn't you do something to me where you like mothership? You got mothership. a yeah, you got a freaking mothership, and you wouldn't. I don't think you would have won hey, unless Jesse, you got wanna, the shark. Do you want to hear the magic words? Do you want to hear the magic words? Yes. Assembly line for Mecha Shark. Then I'll freaking mecha shark, and I'll prep out the from the scrap heap to give it stealth, and then I'll just never attack with it. Oh my god. <laughs> god. And then I'll also um, give it lifesteal, so that if you just decide to go face, because you can't kill it, every time I play a mech, I heal for three. <laughs> that sounds so good. Yes, it sounds so fun. <laughs> and that stealth from that scrap bot, oh no, that's not a spider stealth for one turn. It never goes away. Yes. Probably four. Oh. I'll give it a four. You're giving it a four out of five? Um, yeah, that's probably the more reasonable uh, assessment, uh, to be honest, because we, we won't really know until like people start playing with it and getting... Anything but Mecha Shark and seeing how it works then. Yeah, next uh, up, Woo Man's gonna introduce literally the saddest art of the entire set. <laughs> so, it's a two mana spell called Tentacle Grip. It's a common, and it's deal three damage, combo, get a 1 1 chaotic tendril. What is happening in the Tentacle Grip artwork? I gotta, like, extend it, because, like, there's something happening. I'm just, like, not. I don't even know, bro. There's like a little sad, like flame 
It's the spark uh, bots like from, from the scrap heap and the tentacle. One tentacle is grabbing its body and the other tentacle is ripping its head off. Oh my it's God. literally decapitated in the artwork. <laughs> and it's frowning. You sh- wow. Um, so, Amazing. two mana deal three damage combo, get a tendril. I mean, deal three damage for two mana is fine. You can't curve into it on turn two, really, because you won't get the combo. Getting a tendril with rogue, like we were talking about earlier, could be good with shadow step and stuff. I'll give it like a, I'll give it like a three out of five. It seems decent. What did you do to the picture, brother? <laughs> um, I'll give it a. I don't know. I mean, the chaotic tendril ones are weird to rate. Um. I'll probably also give it a 3 out of 5. Nice. Next up, I have Tiny World Breaker, a 4-mana 4-4 common mech with Battle Cry. If you control another mech, deal 4 damage. What are your thoughts? Um. Hmm. I guess, yet again, I'm... I'm just kind of wondering how Mech Rogue plays. I've only I, I've played it like a few times, but I, I'm like horrible with it. Like I don't know what to mulligan for, what to do. So like, I don't know if you want to play a four mana four four that deals four damage if you control another mech. Like I, I mean, it seems like I don't know. It seems fine. I just don't know with all the mechs and the mechs that are currently in the list and the decks and the deck or yeah, the deck seems to be doing well. So, I I don't know as an outsider if this has like a place in mech rogue, but maybe you know better. It's just like pretty expensive. Like right now the four cost card we run is the scourge of losingness that dies and adds like a mothership to our hand. It's like it's just like do we want to play that and add a two cost mothership to our hand or do we just want to get like four damage face? Like Scourge yeah. Illusionist is one of the worst cards in the deck, I feel like. And then so if this if four damage is better for Mech Rogue, like then we could I could see this being run, but like you win with Mech Rogue by snowballing hard and by making one big dude. Like for four mana you could be magnetizing a lot of stuff or like drawing more guards and stuff and dealing four damage like on paper is not like impressive to me when I could be buffing my one big dude. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd say this is like a two out of five. Yeah, we'll see. I'll give it a three because it could have the potential to be better than some cards that are in Mech Rogue, but not better. Like only like one or two. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think. I think. I personally. Alright, so if that is all for Rogue, we can move into Druid, and our first Druid card is a zero-cost spell. Um, it's a rare, it's called Forbidden Fruit, and the text is, spend all your mana, um, and then it's a choose one, it's gain that much attack this turn, or twice as much armor. Um, so yeah, what do you think of this? The zero cost? This is like a callback. There was forbidden cards. Every class had a forbidden card in Whispers of the Old Gods, and it was spend all your mana and then do something. Like, Paladins was like forbidden healing, and it was like spend all your mana heal for twice that much, for one example. But, um, this has good synergy with like your double choose one effects. Like, you forge the one cost, or you play the four four, and then like you get both the attack and the armor. 
I'm just not sure. Like, we can use this to gain a ton of armor and survive longer, but that's not helping us on board at all. We can get it to gain a bunch of attack, I guess, and finish someone. But one mana per damage is, like, not a good scale. Like, five mana for five damage is not really that good. So ten mana for <laughs> ten attack. I guess, like it's fine. Like, it's like you'll do time. it. You'll do it. I guess, but I don't think like you're going about your whole game and being like, at turn ten, I'm gonna finally gain ten attack. Like, nah, bro. Yeah. You can just play like seven, ten, ten treants on turn seven. Like, why are you like? <laughs> bro, this would have been cool with uh, Guff. Oh God, no! It wouldn't. Mana. Why do you? Why do you speak of it? Why do you speak his name? How oh my god, imagine... Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> I was like, imagine if you played two of these with Guff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. It's so good that you would concede. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, like, the, like, how you mentioned the scaling thing. It's just, like, it's, like, I don't know. I would give it, like, a two out of five. The scaling's That's not good, but you do have the option between offense and defense, but also... Depending on the deck you're running this in, like one of those options is gonna be way better than the other. Like if you're an offensive deck, you want to be killing them way earlier with like offensive aggro druid decks and five mana for five damage isn't great. And if you're defensive, like you can take a whole turn to gain some armor. It's like not helping you on the board at all. So hey Nick, hey, turn it up to eleven. <gasps> Audio amplifier? No! <laughs> I didn't consider him, bro. T -t 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 Turn it up to 11! <laughs> no, that's a, that's a game changer, for real. Dude, you just like, played it. This can be 11 mana 11 tech or 11 mana 22 armor. It's 5 stars. It's 5 stars. I tell you, no, no. <laughs> nah, bro, this shit, this shit 2 stars. This shit 2 stars on a good yeah, on a good two day, stars. Bro. Yeah, 2 stars. Next up, we have Contaminated Lasher. This looks like, is this a Corrupted Thornvale Tentacle? What is this guy? Alright, we got a 2 mana 3-2. Battlecry, if you've cast 5 or more spells this game, refresh 4 mana. Wee wee man. Um, I mean, out of all the other cards we've seen that are like, if you've cast a million spells, <laughs> like, I think this is the best effect If you've done sure. nothing but cast spells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that, that's like... Pretty, I think the stat, like, I'm, I don't know. I guess, like, you are refreshing for Mana Crystal, so I can't really complain about the stats. I would say, like, I would give this, like, a 5 out of 5, but it being, like, like kind of like a underwhelming, like, body in a way, like, I, I don't know. I would just say probably, like, a 4 out of 5, because, I mean, re refreshing for Mana Crystals is still pretty big. Um, I, I don't know though uh, how good this would be in like the druid, the like faster druid decks, or um, even if it's not like a fast druid deck. Like I just don't really play druid, so I don't really know where this would fit. So initially, we see this, and you're like, you can slam this bad boy down, like you can just slam this on your drum turn, and then like get like two extra mana. You get this is like add two mana to your pool, and then like also. You get a 3-2, but also, I want you to direct your attention to Voyage to the Sunken City. Do you have your Hearthstone client open, Wee Wee Man, or nah? Oh, I closed it. Do you know what Green Thumb Gardener is? 
I do not. Green Thumb Gardener is a 6-mana 5-5 rare Naga from Voyage, and its battle cry is Refresh Empty Mana Crystals equal to the cost of the highest spell in your hand. Now, if we were using Contaminated Lasher to combo on a big drum turn to get a like, free body and refresh some mana... I'm not sure why we wouldn't be playing Green Thumb Gardener instead, because she's a 6-man, she's a 5-5, five five, which is a bigger body, and she refreshes empty mana crystals equal to the highest spell in your hand, so if you're holding a drum circle, you would just refresh 7 mana crystals. So, uh, while I've been mm. seeing people saying Contaminated Lasher, that fits great in Drum Druid, like, I'm not really sure it does, and also, this requires the, like... This requires you to have already cast 5 spells. If you just, like, Wild Growth and Nourish and, uh... You could do your drum turn, and you've only casted three or four spells. This is not online. You can't even get that extra body. I don't think... Yeah. I think effects that, like, give you more mana oftentimes seem, like, crazy good. Like, they're always really highly rated because it's a thing you can do because you get more mana. But I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. You don't, you're not playing a 3-2. You're definitely playing it for the effect, not the body. And if we were only using it for the drum combo, like I was saying, I'm not sure why we wouldn't just run Green Thumb Gardener. I'll give it a 3 out of 5 because I could see the potential in some type of deck where you play a bunch of stuff, and then you play this, and then you get enough mana to play more stuff. Like, this does give you... You're not going to Green Thumb Gardener and get more than you had at the start of your turn, probably, right? So, this yeah. does give you extra, so I give it a 3 out of 5, but I don't think it's as good as people are acting like it is. Okay, so you said three out of five? Yeah. Cool. No. All right, and then our next one is, or was there anything else you wanted to say on that? No, nah, that's all. Okay, so our next card is a three mana two two called Aerosolizer. Yeah, Aerosolizer. Aerosolizer. And it's a common minion. Uh, it's battle cry and death rattle is summon a two two treant. It's a three mana two two. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. We we run one mana, add two 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 treants to our hand, and then we play both of them on turn two. But we are able to do that because that costs one mana. This is like three mana, make a two two, and then when this dies, make another two two. So they're definitely going to kill the treant first, and then you just have this. Um, Wait. So we already have. I mean. Dang, I so you spend turn one playing that spell that gives you two 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 treants, and then you play that on you play those on two, and then if you play this on three, that's I, I feel like that's pretty good. I feel like this like I, or what else are you normally doing on three? Well, you normally do that and something like drum druid to reduce your cultivation cost because like if you were doing a super aggressive strategy, it's probably not like it's not great to pass turn one. Like, on paper, it's like, yeah, on turn two, you're playing two, two, two treants, and then on turn three, you play this and get more treants, but, like, they're gonna always kill this last. They're gonna always kill every other treant first to, like, reduce your total number of things, and if you're a super aggressive strategy and you're not putting something on the board on turn one, like, even a not super aggressive strategy like Naga Mage could just throw out a Siren... 
then they cast a spell, and then they can trade into one of your tutus, and then, like, you're like, okay, do I play more tutus and let them kill another one, or do I waste my whole turn hero-powering that siren away? So... I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it fits in, like, the most aggressive decks, but, uh, I'm I'm just, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't play Drum Druid, so I can't really say for sure, but I, I do think that this card, like, would have a spot in that deck. Like, it's, like, it's, like, the equivalent of, uh chill fallen baron or i think that's his name where it's like he has a battle cry and death rattle draw a card it's like i don't know or any any of them like that have a battle cry and death rattle like that's like six bodies if they don't silence it and i think that's i mean for three mana i feel like that's pretty good so i I don't know if i rated it yet but i'd probably give it like a four out of five that's fair that's fair Alright, anything else to say about Arrow, Soilizer, or any of the Druid cards? Nope. With that out of the way, we'll move on to Paladin. We have Muscle Otron, a common Paladin mech. It's a 2-4, again, for 3 mana, and it's forgeable. Its battle cry is, give all minions in your hand plus 1 plus 1. If you forge, give all minions in your hand plus 2 plus 2 instead. Wee wee, man. What are your thoughts? Um... So, it seems like the way Pure Paladin was going when I last played it was, like, kind of in a, like, more mid-rangey direction. Like it, Dude Paladin. It went from having more of, like, a really strong early game to being, like, n- like not as crazy as it once was. And a lot of people playing spells, a lot of people playing... Uh, like weapon like just like weird stuff like it wasn't just like drop a million minions and like hope they stick and like go face so i think if it's still kind of the same as it was when i was playing it i feel like this guy could have a spot in pure paladin um the only thing that sucks is like like the three mana two four and the battle cry is fine but and like you really would want to forge i guess because plus two plus two instead is really big but that completely eats up your turn two um unless you know you draw this later um i don't know now that i'm like looking at it more and seeing like give all minions in your hand plus one plus one like i don't know i i feel like we're fine with what we have like i i feel like they're just they're going so hard on this like buffing stuff but it's like we are we literally already have crusader aura which is crazy um and tons of other buff buffing spells like i just like i i feel like the yeah i don't know i did say this has a spot but now that i'm thinking about it i don't know if it has a spot because it's like do you really want to do nothing but forge on turn two when pure paladin already has all these really good turn two plays or like do you want to even if you draw it later like is it worth it to forge it and, like, if you're just playing it as a 3-mana 2-4, give all your minions plus 1, plus 1, like, is that is that enough? Like, I don't I don't know if... I don't know if it is. Like, I... What do you think? 
Um, I think it's probably meant for more, like, earthen paladin or something like that. I don't think it's, like you said, it's not good in pure paladin. You want to play shit on two. You don't want to forge on two. Yeah. But, like, yeah, maybe an earthen paladin. Like, earthen paladin is also not real, but, like, this could make earthen paladin better. I mean, hey, I'm I'm facing her than Paladins down in down in uh Plat, so. But wait, wait, man! You said you were Diamond-ish earlier. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been struggling, but also like, it's it's just me like playing decks that like I can't possibly be good with, like me playing Naga Mage this week. Like, I, I like I'm not at that skill level. Like I'm trying to be, but like obviously I'm gonna lose a bunch. But I would say I average Diamond, so. Are you diamond? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually diamond though. All right. So, so what's your rating average. of muscle tron? Muscle otron. Um. So, yeah. With I don't know. I'm gonna give him a two out of five. To be honest, I don't think he's gonna like 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 maybe he gets ran in earthen paladin. But that's like if earthen paladin is even good enough to like make a difference on ladder anyways like so i would give it like a two out of five yeah i give it like a, I give it like a three like maybe maybe he's good in like a more mid-range deck that you don't care if you forge on two but yeah okay yeah um all right and then we have a four mana four three called alarmed security bot and it's a rare mech minion whose death rattle is draw another minion set its attack health and cost to five Alright. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Turn four, alarm security bot. Alarm security bot dies. Turn five, five, five countess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's good in that, but, like, it's never gonna work because... Er... Okay, so if you played order in the court if this or this when it's draw a minion or something from your deck, it's not an order. It's a random pool from anywhere. Okay, so yeah, that tells me all I need to know. This is like a two out of five, like maybe even a one out of five, because like I'm not you sure. You could potentially just sure draw like that. one of your one cost minions in any deck and just make it like I guess you make it a five cost five five potentially with like divine shield, but like I don't know. Right, so, like, so, I, I so, so like any like any your late game stuff, any your late game stuff, right? You hit that Leviathan thing, you hit that Anachronos, you hit that Countess, you hit the Titan, bro. That Titan with a 5-5-5 five, five, five taunt, bro. You tell me you don't want that when you reduce all their men to 2-2s. Two you hit any of your late game stuff, that's good, right? You hit any of your mid or early game stuff, you aren't happy about it, but also, it's like still like Righteous Protector is a 5-mana five 5-5 five, five with taunt and, taunt and Divine Shield. Like... The Sanguine Soldier is a 5-mana, five 5-5 five, five Divine Shield. Like, it's like you aren't happy about it, but it's also not bad. It's not horrible. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I won't give it a 1 out of 5, but, like, I do think it's worthy of a... Like, I don't know. Maybe 3 out of 5. Just, I just don't see who would want to, like, play this and, like, potentially just, like, like not do anything, have, a ter like, a crappy body on the board and, like... Like, I don't know. Like, you're spending four, and then you get a four or three. And then whatever you draw, like, if you draw your Countess, then that's huge. You know what you probably run this Like, you draw in your late game, it's huge. Huh? You probably run this in Big Paladin, and you try and get, like, a Noia Troop, or, like, you, that's what you're probably supposed to run this in. 
Mm, and you yeah. get like reduced yeah, late game. You get like reduced late game bombs, and you just play them on turn five. I mean, are people still playing the like? I forget what it was dancing called. Dancing like, disco. To, yeah, dancing. No, palette. but like, like that uh, does in theory make this better. <laughs> like tuning. <laughs> like I guess. All right. I like it with three because I think like it has a lot of application, right? Like, it could be good in specific aggro builds if all the things you could hit, it's, like, fine if they're 5-5s five because they have other keywords or, like, their late game things cheaper, but it's also could be used in something like Big Paladin. I feel like it's versatile. I feel like you could, like, you can build yeah. a deck. You can make your deck specifically built to take advantage of that. For sure. And, and yeah, I mean, any deck, you could just have these... And then, like, a bunch of minions that you would be fine with, like, that happening to them, yeah, I guess. Like, just a three. Some deck we don't even know of. So, like, we, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. Alright, so last we got Keeper's Strength. Control Paladin card, basically. Or I guess, like, Earthen Paladin, possibly. Uh, give a whole, four cost holy spell rare. Give a friendly minion plus two plus two. Deal its attack damage to all other minions, so including your own. Wee wee man. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I think that's like a five out of five. I th I feel like you know with 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 uh, and I'm I'm just gonna talk about pure. That's all I know. But like, if I had this in pure paladin. And I was making, like, a pretty juicy board, and, you know, they were, like, trying to contest with board. This would just end the game for them. It uh, would end the game by by killing all of your minions? It's attack damage to all other minions. Okay, never mind. I, yeah, you literally put emphasis on that, but I just, like, didn't fathom it. So, not a five out of five. Um... I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's like that's why know. I said control paladin or like earthen paladin. Like you can't. Yeah. You can't run this in an aggro deck. You're gonna nuke your board. Yeah. No. I, I like p potentially in like one of the other paladin decks. In pure paladin, this is trash. Um, but yeah, potentially in like another deck where maybe you like want to trigger your other death rattles or like, or you want to. Like, maybe you don't have a board, you just want to buff something. I mean, but it's four mana. Yes, that's... Maybe you have one minion, and they have a bunch of this minions, goes and in this, my, like, goes This goes off. in my Naval Mine Tears Tears Paladin deck, where I play Naval Mines, and then I resurrect friendly minions, and then I keep her strength. All of my Naval Mines, Wee Wee Man. Yes. Yes. I'm so <laughs> smart and big and good like that. <laughs> God. All right, so... I give it. Like, I, I don't it think a, you rate it. it. I give it a two. It's like even in con two. even in control paladin, you have to have something on the board. And like, what you're gonna play a three drop on three that like has decent enough attack that that's gonna clear the board. Like, I don't. It's like it's like it encourages you to have a board because you can only kill things if you have at least one dude. But it encourage it discourages you from having more than one dude because it will kill all of your other dudes. <laughs> so I'm just like, like I don't. I could be wrong. Like this could end up being absolutely cracked. Like because Paladin can just like macro it and like make one dude big. 
like, with buffs, and then do that. Like, I could be wrong. They could, like, straight up mech rogue it. But, it, like, on paper, it seems like it's, like, the card is, like, hurting itself. Yeah. God. <laughs> I love how it was, like, five out of five. This card is... <laughs> You're, like, on so beat. I was, like, all <laughs> other minions. <laughs> yeah. Literally so much evidence. <laughs> you would oh probably have to run this in a slower control-based strategy. <laughs> <laughs> pure paladin <laughs> make board his board die my board no die <laughs> <laughs> oh boy okay so next we have mage. did you rate that one or you keep the five out of five? Oh no no, no. <laughs> definitely not keeping the five out of five uh i'd probably give it a two out of five if not a one out of five uh it's so expensive too like it's just like i don't yeah like why is it so expensive yeah. it's like it's that expensive because you're like oh this could be huge if they have one minion on the board and the other person has a ton of minions on their board <laughs> but it's like like how often will that actually happen as so, the paladin yeah, too know. where they like are always encouraged to kill all your stuff like not very yeah not very often that they would have a bunch of things and be like I'm fine with letting the paladin have his guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not so sure about that. No. So, so uh, that was paladin, so we can go on to mage. Um, our first mage card is a two-mana shadow spell called Void Scripture. It's a rare, and its text is discover a spell... If you have enough mana to play it, cast a copy of it at a random enemy. This is Discovery of Magic, but Corrupted. It's cool, right? It's like, you don't... Whereas Discovery of Magic, you can play it early. You're not like, you don't really want to play Discovery of Magic too early, but you can if you have nothing else to do. This encourages you to play it later in the game. Uh, and it's so... this It's so fun. It's <laughs> like so fun. Yeah. Um... And you can pick the spell, so, like, if it's something that you are, like, heck yeah, I want to cast a copy of that at a random enemy, you can pick it. And you're gonna have, you're gonna have a choice that, like, you're not gonna have three choices that are, like, horrible, because they're not even all gonna, like, target enemy minions, or, like, you might not have enough mana to, like, cast a copy of all three of them, so you have the choice, too, to, like, probably, like, whether that effect, like, resolves or doesn't resolve, and if you want to, like do the thing so i think it's pretty strong and it's uh a spell so it's still also and it's shadow which is so it adds the shadow to your pool you don't have to reverb if like you're in a matchup that reverb is bad you could play this for fat value and then also tick your sif counter up by one for shadow because mage is like really really low in the shadow spell department so i probably give this a four out of five yeah i and and even wisdom of norganon like with like, and, some, yeah, like all when of I've been them, playing the amalgam yeah. one, the, the four five ones too. That one's so cracked. They make all the four fives. Right. It's like it, it's a. Uh, it's good that it's shadow because I've been in many games. Like since I was playing Naga Mage this week, I I like had a lot of games where I wanted to get that counter up, and I had like reverb, but it's like I want to save my reverb to like copy my spy lash siren or something or maybe they're not playing stuff that i want to reverb so it's like i want to get that shadow spell though to get um a cheaper wisdom of norgan on or you know just anything like private merc says it's like literally anything so i think i i would give this like a five out of five like it's 
it's it's literally you get the like if you cast this later in the game it's like you make that spell free kind of i guess like it's a random enemy but like i don't know it's still good like definitely five out of five i think this is a really good card for mage and like they already have tons of discover and card draw and all that this is another but... good discover card like it's just another yeah, one more value you get the shadow one, spell yeah. value and you get like Instead of having a card in your deck, you get, like, three to choose from that could be good in the matchup, like, and you could get a copy of it. It's I still keep four out of five. I still hold that, but, like, I am not, I definitely, like I mentioned, I am not, like, understating how fat it being, it being Shadow is, like, because Reverb so many times, it's like, I want to save this, but this, you can just do it, like, and... Yeah, for sure. Um, Super big. And whose turn is it? Is it your turn or my turn? My turn. Okay. Uh, or wait, 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 no, it's not. I said that with such confidence, but then I remembered. Five out of five, pure paladin. <laughs> next, <laughs> next up, we have Meddlesome Servant. This is a three mana, three, four, rare mage minion, battle cry. If you've cast five or more spells this game, draw two cards. Wee wee man. Mmm. Uh, this is this is another one I think with the like drawing a bunch of spell or or casting a bunch of spells. I mean, um, this is like another one that I think is better than like what did we have? The first one was um, if you've cast five or more spells. What are they? There's they're, they're, the um, one we just deal did. Three, was there cast. was deal three damage to all enemies. There was yeah. gain plus four attack, and there was deal four damage, and there was refresh four mana crystals. Yeah, so I I said how the re refresh four mana crystals one was like, I feel like it's better than the ones, the the first ones that Private Merc just mentioned. So I feel like this one is also in that range. Like, I think it's better than those first three kind of like hanging around where the refresh four mana crystals dude is because drawing two cards is really huge for mage um and being able to do that like getting a body out and drawing two cards and i don't think it'll be that hard to play five spells before like like i could see you getting this out on like turn six with like most mage decks and then having like more cards um, to like maybe decide how you want to spend the rest of your mana too like yeah um, and a body yeah and a good body <laughs> it's a three three four like that's good <laughs> that's good stats too yeah exactly so i i think like i would give this like a four out of five or a five out of five i don't know like somewhere between there because i feel like it's it's got a good effect like you uh, you will at some point in the game cast five or more spells so uh like yeah i don't think you have to worry about that it's just something you can drop for three mana that comes with a three four body and draws you two cards and yeah it's like stone skin armor like if your armor changes that turn but like you have to cast spells but as mage you're just discovering and discovering so that'll be online. Right. And a three three four is like probably better than a two two two. Like the the stone skin armor, you can play early. You can like fit in more stuff. But I think you're fine with paying three for the three four. 
for sure. I would give I would give it a five. I think you probably run this in most mage decks. I'm like not sure if there's any like mage decks like like you get, get like on a Naga turn even you refresh a bunch of mana enough that you can play this because you're out of Nagas or spells and then like you definitely. I mean, come on, you're gonna have cast five more spells this game. And you're playing Naga Mage, so like I don't like and even in Rainbow Mage, you're gonna have cast five more spells. You might not be crazy about casting a three-mana, three-four in Rainbow Mage when you're, like, wisdoming and stuff for zero, but, like, you don't have all the mana cheat of Naga. I still think it's a five. I think it's really... That's a really... Sh the card draw is the best effect, but just because the mana refresh one is not... Like, mana refresh is generally a really strong ability, like with Priestess, Valish, something like that, where you can, like, basically take a second turn... That druid yeah. one is really restrictive in the sense that it costs two mana, and it al it always costs two mana, and it always refreshes four. So, like, it's not like that has a ceiling to it. That is, like, you get two extra mana this turn, basically. Or, like, you regain right. two. So, I'm not... That's why that one I'm, like, not crazy about. But we still are, like, not upset sometimes about running Arcane and Elect in our decks. And if we run Arcane and Elect in our mage decks... We can we can definitely jam with Metalsome Servant for the next two years. So, uh, Sir. that out of the way, we have Tainted Remnant, the Elemental Mage support we've been waiting for. Five mana, seven four common elemental. If you played Battle Cry, if you played an Elemental last turn, deal seven damage randomly split among all enemies. They got no minions. Seven damage face. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Wee Wee Man? Mm, I think this is, like, I don't know. I know we got, like, all the elemental stuff uh, with, um, with Titans. And I forget how good, I, I like, I honestly forget how good those were. We didn't get um, that many. We got, like, like, if we were in every elemental mage, it would be, like, 13 cards. So we need a bunch of neutrals. Like, we got, in Titans, we got the 2-mana two 2-2 two -two that makes your next elemental cost 2 less, and the 4-mana four 4-4 four four with Battle Cry, draw a card, and repeat for every elemental you played last turn. Oh, wait, and we got Chillo Matic. Oh, no, that was a mech. That's a mech. Yeah, just those two. Okay. Um, so, I mean... Yeah, I, I guess if, uh, like, we haven't really seen any elemental mages coming up. It's been, like, Rainbow Mage and Naga Mage dominating the format right now. So, I think, like, it's hard to say how good this would be. Because it seems, like, for five, doing seven damage randomly split, like, seems pretty good. Uh, the body, like, it has good attack. The health is horrible on Like, if they don't it, have so. for man to, like, damage, that could be so fat. Like, if they're a paladin or, like, a evolve or a totem shaman, and you play this and clear their board, you are, you will be hitting their face for seven. Like, they don't have it. Right. So that's, like, a 7-4. A 7-4 is, like, such a risky body in the sense that, like, if you can hit them once, like, it's game-winning. But it has four life, so. Right. Um, I don't know. I would I would give this thing a uh, four out of five. Yeah, the card itself might I might give it a five out of five just because like if there's an elemental shell that's good enough that mage can use like a seven four that's if they have a board is gonna clear it because you're gonna have other stuff you can use to trade and set that up because you're like a board based type deck 
and then like being like, hey, if you don't like play a taunt or spell, like I'm, I have a seven four. It's just, it just depends on if there's enough of enough other elemental cards that like make a strategy like that good. Because this card is is good enough for sure. Yeah. Um. That's all um, on okay. each cards. Yeah. So now we move the DK Death Knight. Uh. The most fun class in the game and our first card is a four mana shadow spell it's a one green or, or one unholy uh rune and it's called sinister soul cage it's a rare and its text is give a friendly undead plus two plus two and spend five corpses to summon a copy of it hmm. so what do you think I'm not really sure, like, what undead are we summoning a copy of that we really, really want in an unholy deck? Like, there's the Malignant Horror, but that hasn't been good. Like, in a really, like, that is just not. This Hollow Hound, we can turn tent. Or never mind. If we're playing Rainbow Mage, we can summon a copy of No Muncher if we are playing Rainbow Mage, which is not real. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Hollow Hound is also good. Getting another copy of Hollow Hound buffed is good. Um <laughs> Cage Head. <laughs> oh yeah. You do yeah. cage head things. I I would I was playing the cage head when it was like kind of you terrible. did that in one of our earlier um, episodes I remember that yeah like one of our first episodes was like cage head times mm-hmm. and yeah I would play a deck like if this made cage head like better like I would try that you could do like other than that it's like you could do Thaddeus I guess but probably not right I like I guess you could do Thaddeus if he was even and then like invincible or there's not i don't know i'll give it like a two out of five i'm not really sure like it's you kind of like really like i get the no muncher and like the possibly uh what was the other one hollow hound synergy but also this is four mana and it's green it's unholy you got to be playing rainbow mage if you want i think no the hollow hound's not but if you want the no muncher it's like it's not this is not good enough to make rainbow mage good i want rainbow mage to be good because i really like the legendary song from festivals but also i get why it's not <laughs> like it's not good <laughs> so i give this like a two out of five it's like if you count with this hollow hound that's 10 mana if you count with this muncher that's still 10 mana or you have to have a muncher up from last turn and i'm sorry but if you had a muncher or a hollow hound up from last turn you probably you don't need sinister soul cage brother like you're winning like you there <laughs> yeah <laughs> so two out of five probably uh yeah i would probably agree with you on that rating all right so next up we got runes of darkness one mana shadow common spell one blood rune discover a weapon spend three corpses to give it plus one plus one so wait wait man the weapons death knight uh. can discover are bone breaker Staff of the Primus, Arcanite Ripper, which is the instrument that summons the lifesteal, yeah. Rhymefang Sword, which is the 3-mana 2-3, two, three. after it attacks, reduce the cost of a spell, Soulbreaker, which is the 3-3-2, three, three, that after your hero attacks and kills, gain two corpses, the Might of Menethil, the 4-2 Battlecry, spend three, freeze that many, 
a six mana five two lifesteal and the seven mana frostmorn i'm not sure like huh like i th i feel like i mean it's got one blood rune so it's like you have to run this in rainbow or blood <laughs> yeah it's like rainbow or blood and like in blood yeah you get the arcanite ripper but... but even then do you really want to like make like if your Arcanite Ripper is 1-1 one, one bigger, like, yay, I guess. But also, like, it's like you want to break the Arcanite Ripper, kind of, too. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, because it's like, yeah, I feel like some Blood DKs will play the Arcanite Ripper and break it really fast, and then just have, like, a moderately sized, like, lifesteal dude out. And then sometimes they'll just, like, hold it for forever until they make, like, a... 10 10 lifesteal yeah but like, regardless like, of whichever path know. they're going there like the does the one one for three corpses really affect that at all like yeah i don't know so wait uh yeah and i guess it's discover a weapon too there's eight weapons i don't know Knight can get like. yeah yeah at first i i'm sorry i was like confused i was literally like why is he listing all of them if it was a blood rune but yeah that checks out because you can you can discover all everything except the triple with ru ones. like any rune except triple yeah. okay so yeah i mean with it being discovered like the effect isn't really that crazy for like any of the death knight weapons i feel like the arcanite ripper like having one more durability for like more time to change your health like i guess uh but definitely it doesn't seem like anything that's gonna be like too good like i i would probably give it like a two out of five or a three out of five yeah, i give it a two out of five it's like the only thing that i can like see being like you can use this to get an i don't know two out of five like you can get an argonite ripper which is like fine but like you just run argonite rippers in your deck you can get a staff of the primus in triple blood and if like you have the corpses then it would be a two four you'd shuffle four plagues into their deck like, they're not going to repeat with Helia, but as a triple blood strategy, like, having Staff of the Primus might not be the worst thing in the world if it's a 2-4. So that's the only reason I'm giving this a 2 out of 5. Other than that, like, I don't really, I, I, it's barely a 2 out of 5, so. Yeah, no, that checks out. I feel like, I feel like, uh, Staff of the Primus, like, getting to shuffle one more. I don't know. Like I know you can't run it. And I know blood, that. So like, if you can get it and just like be late game, remove all their stuff, heal. Like they'll draw this stuff eventually. Yeah. You'll get some value. Yeah, exactly. And I know uh, plague DK isn't really that great, but the the plagues themselves can be like really annoying. Like like I, like I think you've said like many times. Like if it was in blood, like that would be really yeah. good. Yeah. It's just bad because it's like you, like the strategies around unholy don't really match up with what you're trying to do with plagues. But yeah, getting the four durability, like being able to shuffle plagues, like making their spells cost or like making all their cards cost one more. I just don't get why it's three yeah. corpses. I'd rather be like two mana and not be three corpses because like in blood you're not exactly spilling minions like crazy and you need those corpses for vampiric blood and corpse explosion so it like it feels it's, yeah. it's pretty hurtful that this dude takes three core i would literally rather it be two mana but 
Like, yeah. Because it's not like you're playing this on one, like, you can't spend, unless you don't care about the weapon buff. Honestly, you might play it on one because you're like, I don't want this to eat three of my corpses later, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forget. I did, Yeah, you did that one. You mm. did that one. Uh, so, our next Death Knight card is a three mana, two, four undead minion. It has one unholy rune. And it's called Sickly Grimwalker. It's a common. Its text is, after you summon an undead, give it poisonous. Um, I don't know, like Hollowhound, I guess. Like, I guess Hollowhound, and it will guaranteed kill those things. It's after. So, like, no battle cries that deal damn. Like, you couldn't hardcore cultist this and, like, clear their board, because it's after. So the hardcore cult of this would, like, resolve, deal its two damage to everything. You wouldn't get it. I guess, like, I don't know. Really, I can't think of much other... Because even Mara Manipulator, like, you're not going to get the... It's after. It's after the battle cry. Because, like, Mara Manipulator, that would be crazy. Um, I guess mm -hmm. you can wild pyromancer. You could summon a wild pyromancer with this, and then when you deal one, cast a spell, you deal one to everything, and it has poisonous. So, I guess that's. But, but like, yeah. it's also like it's like like that's the that's because that's one of the, the only things I could find. Oh, I guess. Also, Mishmash Mosher, but that's eight mana, so you're not really going to be able to play. Like, you would. And that's also, like, why you can play Mishmash Mosher in your unholy deck. I'm not sure. Yeah, I. I, I don't know if uh, Unholy needs this. I think, like. What's that one card that we have in Unholy that's, like, uh. Infect. Oh, Blightfang. Yeah, Blightfang. It's, uh, like. It's like if you wanna like I don't know, like if you're unholy, and your goal is to like have a board, and you're trying to like compete, like you're trying to like battle it out on board, like trying to dominate, like it's like you just like have a blight thing or like do something like that. Whereas like this is just like you have to be like really specific. It doesn't work with much like we like we're we're just talking about so i don't know i feel like this is like kind of a like maybe like a two out of five for me yeah i think it's also a two out of five for me i'm really not sure what i don't know it doesn't seem that good yeah um nope. all right well if that's it for death knight you can take us to the next class so uh, the last class we have to cover for this mini set is Priest. The first card for Priest is Twilight Torrent. This is a two-mana common shadow spell. Choose a character. If it's friendly, restore six health. If it's an enemy, deal three damage. Wee wee man, what are your thoughts? Um. Hmm. I feel like I feel like this this is uh decent. For I, I don't know I'm like thinking for shadow and for like a control priest and in shadow priest I feel like like the restore six health thing doesn't really matter much like maybe sometimes it so will just two mana deal three um, shadow priest probably. yeah like mostly in shadow priest like it's gonna be a two mana deal three and then in control like I don't know it seems pretty average like the effects aren't crazy. 
I would I would probably just like summarize it by saying like this would be like a heal for six and control priest potentially you'll like kill like finish a game with it like if you get them down to three and you're able to like lethal them but like probably not as much and then maybe in like a shadow priest mirror you like need to heal or deal three like i don't know it just seems very average like i'd probably give it a three out of five i think it's probably pretty good in control priest i think it's pretty good to be able to either heal for six if you need healing or kill one of their things i don't think it's good in shadow priest but i think it's pretty i think it's pretty good in control priest um probably give it like a i know like a four out of five it's just versatile and and control priest Okay. Um, okay. Sweet. Yeah, our our next card is a one cost one three called Shadow Touched uh, Gvaldir. It's an undead. It's a uh, rare undead. And its battle cry is your next healing effect deals damage instead. Um, so my thoughts huh. on that are... Um, we run. Uh, we don't run, but you have the potential to run Grace of the <laughs> Grace of the High Father in your Shadow Priest deck, and then deal eight damage to them for three mana. It's like kind of a dream, but also like you could just Grace of the High Father yourself or a minion for like a late game threat. Like that is something we might be able to add to. Sh- oh no, but you can't because it's Shadow Bishop Benedictus. Dang. So mm. it couldn't be a pure. It could not be a pure. Shadow Priest deck. Hmm. I'm not really sure then. Probably like a 3 out of 5 stars. You can still flash heal. You can do this with flash heal for 5 damage. If you're like an aggressive... But if you're an aggressive deck, you just want to be doing the whole shadow thing. So I'm not really sure. Yeah, Grace of the High Father. You mentioned that. Um, so this might be a little off topic. Um, but could you tell me why I played Grace of the High Father one time? And overhealed for zero but it didn't allow me to discover a zero cost card is it like like i don't know i just had that question i was thinking about like if you did damage with it instead would you discover Mm -hmm. for zero but it like i that didn't happen to me when i restored eight health and i didn't overheal at all so so that is because of how the keyword overheal works like you you did do the thing but you didn't actually activate overheal because overheal requires you to take healing past full life and so you full healed but you didn't get any more past that so you didn't actually activate overheal does that does that make sense i see so like yeah it's just like null it's like it's not zero it's not even zero okay Okay. Yeah, we can move on. That's, that's kind of off topic, but I just had no that armor. Thought. And you got and you got it. You got it from discovery of magic on your rainbow mage week. That was where you got yeah. it from. You also asked where you got it from. <laughs> <laughs> um. So our final card in the in the fall of Aldo War mini set is Soulburner Varia. Three mana, one five undead legendary. After a friendly undead dies deal two damage to the enemy hero and get a random shadow priest spell wee oui, wee oui, man mm. thoughts um i don't know 
Uh, I, it makes me kind of wish that uh, that one spell was a part of sh like priest. That's it's in DK, the one that uh, like destroy, like kill all your uh, undead and like resummon them. Or I think it's just kill all, destroy all your minions and resummon them, um, which mostly mostly was used on uh, undeads. But, uh... And there's 16 Shadow Priest spells. So, the mm. odds that you're going to be able to get something exact specific thing is not super high. Yeah. Um... And it's a 1-5. I mean, at least they're giving it the good health to... And the deal 2 damage for every undead that dies isn't bad either. That's pretty good. Yeah... If you could get this, you make a board and then maybe play this on four with like a one drop and trade some stuff in and get the value. Or like maybe even just go fate. I don't know. And then they gotta like, I'm somehow thinking you play this with a fat board and then if they clear everything, you could uh, do the resurrect man. Yeah. I don't know. Um, like, if you're it's playing cool. this on like around turn four and you. Like, I just, I don't know, like, the 5 health, like, a lot of decks probably can't clear that, but, I don't know. Like, okay, so let's say in a hypothetical situation where this is, like, a card in Shadow Priest or something, and they drop this on 3 after they've, like, already played, like, 3 minions. I don't know, is this worth spending like everything that you have to to kill it like if you had like two damage spells that you would have to use to kill it like would you kill that um i guess just like what else are you doing like if they make a fat board like turns one and two or possibly three like what were you doing during those turns because if it's like it's the option of like if you're like forging stuff as warrior, you might be able to deal with everything if you like hit this with your bellowing flames. But if you like, like if you're more minion deck, you might already have minions on board. So I'm not really sure. It's like the effect is really good for the deal two damage, and like the random priest spell is like a bonus effect. One five, it, like I would preferred like probably two four. Like the one, it makes it really susceptible to them just throwing everything at it. And, like, their stuff probably won't even die. So. Yeah, yeah, if they have a board that's definitely, like, bad. Like, against control, I feel like it puts them in a very, like, weird situation where it's, like, they don't want that to last because it's going to give you too much value. So it's, like, they're probably going to want to kill it after you this play is, it. This is but it's Memoron. Like, yeah. This is Memoron, but your stuff has to die instead of getting played, and my stuff dying is harder, so why does it have worse stats? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like like I said, like if, I would give it like probably a 2 out of 5. I feel like it, it could potentially like trip up some control decks, because once they play that, they're like, oh god, I gotta kill it. But then, really, the problem is everything else that they should be have like, I don't know, like, like, Shadow Priest just has a lot of, like, like, Shadowed Spirit, like, you don't want him to live because he's doing four to you every time, but if he dies, he deals three to you. It's like, it's like bad in both scenarios, but this only has one attack, so it's like... You have to, like, do a bunch of stuff to kill a one-attack thing, and then you still have your... Sh like, they still have their Shadowed Spirit out, and it's like... I don't know, I feel like that just, like, 
puts them in an uncomfy spot. So like I don't know. I I'd give it like a I'd give it like a two out of five. It would be a one out of five, but with like my opinion on the control thing, I feel like that kind of makes it a two out of five for me. I give it like at least a three, but maybe a four. I do think it's like. Like, if you have board, it's so good. Because, like, if they have board, it makes it a lot more awkward. But if you have board, it's, like, it makes it really... I'm not really sure. It's hard to remove if they don't have a board at all. Like, spells aren't really dealing five. And, like, they would need, like, reverb hero power or reverb, like, flame guy. Like, a one damage, one mana thing. Or one mana thing, so... Yeah. Or, like, uh, some other form. Like, five health's just a lot, so... Right. It also, I'm just, I might be coping, because, like, this card is looks really fun. I just like Shadow Cope. Priest. I've been playing Shadow some Shadow Priest every now and then, and this card looks really fun. So, I'm also, I'm just really glad that, like, with freaking, I literally want to look at all of them. We have, like, Control Priest. I know Control Priest isn't good right now, but Control Priest literally has, like, Blackwater Behemoth and Amon Thulander's sister Svalna, and I had been like paying attention to the reveals, and I knew there was four legendaries, and only three had been revealed, and Priest was the last reveal for today, and I was like, if they reveal a really strong Control Priest legendary, like I'm gonna be really annoyed, but instead <laughs> they revealed a really cool like Shadow Priest like mid game like value oriented but also damage pushing. Yeah, and I just think it looks really like it looks really fun to play. Like if your stuff dies, you get value, and or if you like in a position, you can just go face with all your stuff instead. And they're like, oh crap, they just went face with all their stuff, and now like I can either kill all their big attack stuff, but then if I do that, like Varia's just burning me and giving them a ton of value. So it just like seems like it makes interesting decision. Like I don't know, it seems really cool. I think it's good just for having such a good effect that like this thing is gonna make you want to kill it like when you play it yeah so it's just it yeah it will make games interesting i hope it gets played i hope uh we get to see what it's like well that was the entire uh fall of old war mini set so yes the full mini set out of the way real quick before I say I'm not doing a deck analysis, and Wee Wee Man gives us his deck analysis for the week. Um, Wee Wee Man, out of every card, which are you most excited to play in the mini set? Dang, that's a really tough question. Um, like I, I know this like just sounds really basic, but honestly, the Titan is probably the the card that I'm looking forward to playing the most. Like, not even just playing him, but the the strategy of like the playing of a bunch of spells like just like that be in your game and then once like you do that like i like it, my like how i envision it is just me like playing a bunch of spells having an empty hand and then playing this super early and then getting a bunch of chaotic tendrils and just like seeing what the chaotic tendrils do when i play them and just like i don't like i that just seems really interesting and fun to me what about well, you? my answer was the Titan, but no, <laughs> because I love Yogg. I love Praise Yogg. But no, if not Yogg, the, there's two other ones I'm really interested in. Um, I really want to play Void Scripture, the Mage one with the book. The book. 
the discover uh, the shadow discover spell cast it on a random enemy if you have enough oh yeah i really want to play that one and i really want to play encroaching insanity the three cost uh warlock at the rare that both players take fatigue damage twice like using that and curving into like the imp maker or just like boosting all your other fatigue guards i feel like really really well also doing damage to them it's gonna be really good to play but definitely i mean yog the most like come on like really like who's not who's not excited to play yog so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all and we can i'm gonna pass on my deck analysis for the week just because i don't feel like i've learned enough of any new deck to really inform as well as i'd like to so we can just have wee wee man give his analysis Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll try to keep mine quick. This this episode is mostly for the uh, mini set discussion. So um, I apologize if you guys wanted more of the deck analysis. We gave um, them the full thirty five card mini yeah. set review. I do not apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy our content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I played Naga Mage, uh, which. Private Merc covered previously, um, but me being like a lower level player, uh, I feel like it would be helpful for me to just give some experience that I've had. Uh, so hopefully, like if anyone else out there is also like around my rank, like trying to get legend, uh, then like hopefully you can see what I'm experiencing and adjust your gameplay. Uh, however you wish. So, um, the the deck, uh, pretty much how I see it is trying to have these pop off turns where you play a spite lash siren and just uh, you do the naga and then you play the spell and then you play another naga and you play another spell and you just you're just trying to do it in a way so that you get as much value out of your mana for every naga and spell you're playing. Um, but it, it's interesting because it kind of has a shell that like rainbow mage would have where you're, you, you have discovery of magic so you can like discover different cards and, uh, you know, just, just get a bunch of different spell schools, um, on your counter. And then you, you have Sif in the deck, so you benefit from, um, playing a bunch of different spell schools from Sif, and you also have Wisdom of Norganon in the deck, uh, so that you you also benefit off of that. And uh, the deck is just like, you, you really only want to try to do your pop-off turn, and then uh, hopefully you can do one more pop-off turn, where at that point you'll just be able to like play Sif, maybe like reverb your Spite Lash, uh, maybe reverb your Sif if you have enough mana. Like, you just you just keep having these turns um, until you're able to kill them either through board or Sif, and um, that's pretty much all this deck is trying to do. So I I would say like for your Mulligan, um, from my perspective and Private Merc, please uh, like interrupt with like your knowledge if you want because like you've played this deck and you're a much higher level. But, no, I refuse. Um, I only want your knowledge. I only want. Hey, your that's knowledge. fair. That's fair. All right, all right. So, I think that you should mostly mulligan for Spite Lash Siren because 
it will happen to you where you'll play this this deck and you'll just never draw your spite lash. It literally happened to Private Merc on one of our episodes, and it's just like the worst thing ever. So having a couple of those experiences where like I kept one card in my mulligan because I was like, yeah, whatever. Like I kept like a vicious slither spear, which according to HS replay, it's the it's the or yeah, I don't know what I was sorting by, but um, probably legend. And Vicious Slither Spear was like the top, the top Mulligan win rate card, and it's like that. That's true because it also helps you um, pop off with your um, Spite Lash Siren. So if you don't have a cheap Naga, um, either through like, like maybe you can play School Teacher and get a Nagaling, but you generally want to have like if you want to pop off early with Spite Lash Siren, you want to have a, like a one cost Naga you can play to get your pop off turn going especially like turn five like you really can't start your turn until uh unless you have a one cost naga you can play in order to refresh the two mana crystals so um so yeah uh i think as far as mulligan goes as long as you have spylash siren you're good uh vicious slither spheres uh slither spheres fine to keep i feel like because it's also like kind of equals in your pop-off turn it's like you you kind of want both anyways and it's like there's times where um maybe you have like two spells in your hand and a vicious slither sphere like maybe like a two cost spell or something um like vast wisdom and if you just drop your slither spear on turn one and play a vast wisdom like you can get some chip damage in and it'll probably die and that and at that point you're probably playing mostly to um like kind of draw your other stuff to have other pop-off turns and you're not as concerned with having one right away but if you're concerned with popping off as soon as you can then yeah having um having spite lash is the way especially because you can also get school teacher and then just make a noggling on turn four and then turn five you have your spite lash and your one cost naga um so that's about it about the mulligan. Um, I played a bunch of different decks around plat five. Um, I, I started playing this deck in like low plat, and or actually no, I think I was, I think I was silver, and um, I started playing this deck. I got to upper plat. Um, I played some rainbow mages. Um, and I, f I felt that this matchup was easy just because, like, they're kind of trying to do the same stuff, but they don't have as much mana cheat as I do. So it's just, like, as long as you're able to have your, like, pop-off turns um, and, like, do those very early on, like, you'll you'll be at a big advantage with the Rainbow Mage. Um, so, and then there's Arcane Hunter, which I played a few of. Um, you can play around like any secrets pretty easy like for the first few turns just because like there's a lot of games with uh naga mage that i don't really need to do anything uh before my pop-off turn like they're like you you generally like want to i mean at least hero power in right but if you are not like you're not that upset about like holding off on mana if you don't want them to summon a minion but if they do, and if they start building a board, or if they make the Lynxes, like, uh, it's always good to have the Inquisitive Creation in this deck. Um, 
which I don't know if all lists run that, but my list does. It's really good in yeah. Age. You can do your pop-off turn, and then at the very end, after you've refreshed enough from cheap dudes, just play an Inquisitive Creation and clear their whole board. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really fast. I don't think I've ever done that, which <laughs> shows why I'm not Legend, but that, that definitely checks out. Um, so yeah, uh, Argon Hunter is not hard, as long as you can, like, manage their board. Like... It almost feels pointless talking about matchups for the most part. Like, this deck is so versatile in the way that you can just discover, like, so much different stuff. Like, with, like, I have Mech Rogue down here, and it's, like, it's really hard to play against, but Private Merc informed me, like, before the episode that, like, it's actually kind of coming up in win rate against Mech Rogue. So, um, it's just showing that, like, this, this deck is so versatile, and people are still learning how to play it. So... Like, against Mechrogue, like, my problems at, like, Plat 5 are just, like, they can... Like, when I play Private Merc, and he's playing Mechrogue, and he just goes really wide, it's, like, it's super hard for me to, like... I Like, I have to be able to clear it with Inquisitive Creation, which isn't always easy with how fast Mechrogue... Or infinitized fire sale, you little dirty boy. Yeah, I've done that. I I did that once. (laughs) Yeah, so... Like, it's possible, it's just, like, you gotta know what you, like, need. You, you gotta know what you need. So, like, um, Reverb is good uh, if they're going tall and making, like, one big mech. Um, I've had games where, like, I reverb something before it even gets big because I know they're gonna try and make it big, and that's worked before. Um, I've, yeah, like I said, like uh, Previn Merck said, I've infinitized into a fire sale and that's been helpful so it's just like you you just have to like really make sure you're keeping their board in in check um yeah and then there's like control decks like we had control warlock control warrior control priest and all these decks are just like not really gonna be doing much um early on obviously control warlock can do some pretty awful stuff early on like if they like if a control warlock plays symphony of sins and burn your next six cards and they burn sif like that that's pretty horrible uh they could also just be playing minions and maybe they symphony of sins and buff three things with six six and that's also horrible so it's it's like with control warlock depending on how they play you just have to kind of be ready to deal with whatever like reverb is helpful um if they do end up buffing something or having something big out early on and you need to take take care of that um but yeah usually you'll just like you can you could win on board sometimes but they're probably going to be clearing your stuff so it's you're mostly going to be like waiting until you can have a big sift turn um control warriors the same way except you're you're really gonna want to try to like have like every pop-off turn possible you're gonna want to like duplicate your spite lash sirens keep creating boards because you're gonna want to be able to like pressure their face because if not they're just gonna gain infinite armor and like maybe you can sift through that if you have like one big sift turn but it's it's gonna be much easier if you're able to keep applying pressure on board um and then i've i've dealt i've sift comboed and dealt like 64 damage (laughs) 
That's and then, so like, fat. Like it doesn't matter how much armor the warrior has because you just like I reverbed my sif twice and then did mo forge molten runes. I'm like, oh my god, I love doing like vast wisdom and uh, switching the cost of like a, a what is it, a molten rune with uh, with like a one cost and then just having a one cost molten rune and like. It's just like I don't know. There's games where I feel like I don't even have to pop off as much with the, um, with the spylash sirens. Like, as long as I'm able to like do that, like which that's happened like many games where I've vast wisdomed and then uh, swapped the cost for molten rune, and then I have like two one cost molten runes, and then it's like sif on like. And then if you use the Naga, the 555 Naga, or I've literally discovered Lifebinder's Gift before through Discovery of Magic, the oh, nature nice. spell to reduce everything. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten that one time, too. It wasn't, I had, I had a lot of minions in my hand, so it wasn't that fat, sadly, but I was like, yeah. The, the deck is just so versatile. It, it can do anything. So, yeah, it's like, with the control decks, you're just, you're really probably going to end up killing them by comboing them with Sif, like... You can try to get some chip damage on board, but if you're going to do that, make sure that you are going to be able to have more Spite Lash Sirens. Uh, like, don't just play two Spite Lash Sirens and, like, think you're going to kill them on, like, turn seven or whatever. Like, you you have to, like, make sure your hand is, like, your hand has to be capable of having a big Sif turn if you're going to be going all in. Because if you go all in and you don't kill them, you're done for. So You have no, you have an Amalgam of the Deep left in your hand. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, I made a mistake. Like, don't, that's that's one other uh, point I want to make, um, like, with uh, Control Priest. Uh, so, like, they can, like, Dirty Rat stuff, and it's like, you might get really pissed if they, like, Dirty Rat your Sif. Because that's way, like, like at least with Spylash Siren, you have, like, Amalgams. Like, you can just try to discover another Spylash Siren. But Sif feels really bad because it's, like, I, like you can't really get that back. I mean, I've never ha had it to ha ugh, had it happen to me. I don't know if you have, but I don't even think it's possible. So What happened? Um, discovering Sif. I don't Off think what? that's possible, right? Off what? I have no idea. I don't think there would be anything that would discover Sif. Unless you generated, like, uh... Unless you generated off of Discovery of... Oh, you... I have, actually. I have, I have. Generation off of Discovery of Magic, Holy Spell, Creation Protocol, Forge Creation Protocol to get two Sifs. Oh, shit. Okay. I've had three Sifs. <laughs> I've had three Sifs in my hand before. Oh my god. Both okay. of the yeah, so yeah. So so I guess it's possible, but it still feels really bad. But yeah, never give up cuz if you have Spylash Siren, you can pretty much do anything. You can discover and discover and discover and discover millions and millions of damage spells and just keep going. So like if you have the Nagas, like that's the that's the main hard part. You just like have to have a lot of Nagas. But if you have a lot of Nagas, you can play a lot of spells. So um don't give up in games like just like try because like i've had games where like stupid stuff happens to me like i get my sif burned from uh symphony of sins and it's like i still won those games through just having spells having um having infused uh frozen touches and stuff like that so 
So yeah, I I uh, I just want to say like if 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 you're at a low rank and you're scared to play Naga Mage because of rank, like don't be like scared about it. Just like try it. Like it's a fun deck. Like I I was scared about it at first because like I was like like dang this deck like does not have a good um, win rate down at where I am. Like it's obviously hard for people who aren't like top legend, but I feel like it's worth it because the deck is just so fun. It is really fun, and that's why I'm going to be mirror matching you, Wee Wee Man. Oh no! <laughs> that's a why perfect you, transition, why, though. Why aren't you on Hearthstone right now? <laughs> oh, I'm coming. This is the Don't ultimate show. Rank. This is the ultimate show of like, like if I beat you in a Naga Mage mirror, like there, there's like no, like you can't even hold rank above my head, like because I could just say I don't have time to play ladder, so. If I beat you right now, that just means I'm better than you. And there's, like, nothing... Like, that's all there is to it. That's a really weird, long, and convoluted way to say Spite Flash Siren Slot Machine. <laughs> True. <laughs> Alright, good game. Or, uh, uh, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Alright, it's time to get Wee Wee Man. I see Zola, Vast Wisdom, and Frozen Touch. I don't think I keep any of it. I think I fool them all. I see Spite Lash Siren, Amalgam of the Deep, Inquisitive Creation. So we're rocking and rolling. Uh, probably do a Siren turn on five if we can draw something good. We draw Infinitize. That's a good draw. We have a turn two play because we don't really want to play an Amalgam without uh, without a friend. Needs a buddy. We we man fool mall again to all four. And he is passing. I draw Spell Coiler, so I will infinitize. And I find Flame Geyser, Tear Reality, Blizzard. I can Tear Reality. It's probably not half bad. Or I can Blizzard to answer his Siren turns. The Blizzard might be better, but Tear Reality is more fun. I'll take Tear Reality. And I get Infinitize back. He overpowers me, so I'll just play Tear Reality. And I get Hot Streak and Forbidden Flame. Interesting. Those don't work very well together. Hot Streak kind of works with the Flame Guys in my hand, I guess, but not greatly. Bad spells, actually. That's pretty horrible. He coins for a spell coiler. The coin's power is beyond my comprehension. And he's also going to play something amalgam, maybe. Amalgam. Do <laughs> I just hot streak inquisitive creation? And it's kind of funny though, but like he might be. A, ooh, I draw this I actually hot streak. Inquisitive creation, and I'll pass. So I have Siren and this Slither Spear next turn with Infinitize's Spell Coiler Amalgam. I'm looking good for next turn. This is my Naga Mage on the podcast Redemption arc. 
where I draw my sire, and he forges a spell coiler spell, so he's got a mullen runes in his hand, and he gifts of Asharas. So I'm gonna start my siren turn right away. I'm gonna siren slither spear infinitize into spell coiler. I draw vast wisdom, naga, infinitize. For a discovery of magic, I'll spell coiler for a naga. Take molten rune, violence for molten rune. I'll vast wisdom. I'll take counter spell and I'll take flame geyser. Then I Naga for the Amalgam. Mistake, so I'll take Mistake. Spell for the Counter Spell. Mistake for the Naga. I'll forge the Molten Runes and then I'll Discovery of Magic. Queen the Sea and Aura. Drain Soul, I'll take the Drain Soul, I guess. Mm, I'll just pass. Infinitize back. So I got a counter spell up. Forbidden Flame kind of works with Siren actually. Just because. Uh, I can refresh two mana when I have zero left. I don't really have. I don't have any Nagas in my hand though, so. Hopefully draw one or some sort of card draw. Others I might have to Infinitize just for. I don't really want to do that though. I might just Molten Rune him. I hope he sirens with the one drop and then spells and it gets countered. He reverbs. Oh, but it counters. He tried to reverb my Spite Lash Siren. This Wee Wee Man concede. It's a, it's a distinct possibility. He just hits me. I'm going to Molten and Rune him to start. Unless I draw a Naga. I draw a reverb. I'm just going to Molten Rune him. Volume up. Animal Companion. Oh, I'll just Animal Companion. That could give me a Leoc. Gives me Huffer. That's good, too. Dang, I could have... For mm, no. Could have Forbidden Flame to get one more damage in, but it's not really necessary. He Sirens. He Slither Smears. Vast Wisdom. Mistake. Got four mana. Is the Inquisitive Creation coming to play? What is he casted? Arcane Shadow. Only deal three. He Solid Alibis. It will not be enough. I have enough spells to test. I have two Flame Geysers and a Hero Power. He Savaras. Coin. What's he do? Inquisitive. Hero powers. Not bad. I have lethal Wee Wee Man. With flame geysers and my uh, siren. I won the slot machine! I had siren! Alright. So we got a we got two flame geysers, a school teacher, and a gifts of Ajara. And we're throwing all that garbage away. Get it out of my face. 
And we get Spell Coiler, Amalgam of the Deep, Reverberations, and Wisdom of Norganon. And we are on the coin. So he insta-passes. I draw a Gifts of Ajara. And so I will pass. It's really sad that I... Uh... I actually kind of wish... I, I kind of took that turn kind of fast. I almost wish that I played Coin into Spell Coiler. Could have got a body out really quick. Maybe forced him to like do something he didn't want to do and get some damage into his face. Discover a spell. That probably would have been a better turn one play instead of saving the coin. Um, but we draw a Vicious Slither Sphere. Um, I don't think I want to do anything except hero power his face. Yeah, we're just going to hero power his face. The nice thing about coin when you're playing Naga Mage too is... Say you, like, do your turn on turn five, you play, uh, you play your Siren, you play your Vicious Slither Spear, and then you play Coin, and you just have so much mana to work with. Um, but, you got Commander Zavara, I'm, I'm, I haven't drawn, since I haven't drawn my, um, Siren yet, I need to do something, so I'm gonna Coin... And I'm going to play Spell Coiler. I'm going to take... So our options are Fireball, Infinitize, and Molten Rune. I'm going to take the Molten Rune. And then we could... F our only like two reasonable options right now are to either Forge the Molten Rune or play an Amalgam of the Deep on our Spell Coiler. There's a chance that playing Amalgam of the Deep on our Spell Coiler could give us a Siren. Or it will just give us some other Naga that we can use later in our pop-off turn. I think it's just better to build board. By turn four, he's probably not going to be able to do anything too crazy. Um, so, so yeah. Um, I guess I'll just take a one-cost mistake and pass. So he plays a hot streak. He plays a inquisitive creation with three damage. Okay. Um, this is kind of rough. I have not drawn my siren yet, so I guess I will. I'll probably just forge my molten rune, and with my other two mana, mana, I'll play gifts of Ajara. So we could draw Zola and Inquisitive Creation. Okay. Ah, uh, this is really annoying. So he plays Spite Lash. Vicious Slither Spear, Infinitize. Still doing his Spite Lash Siren turn. Alright, so he has a secret up. And that is pretty freaking horrible because he could potentially. It could be. Oh, it could be anything. It could be literally anything. Um, <sighs> Alright, I guess I just reverb his Spite Lash. Oh, he did Counterspell. Oh. Okay, so I couldn't reverb. I couldn't reverb his Spite Lash. 
And that's the thing about counters with Naga Mage, people. You don't know which one it'll be. You could reverb their spite lash and it counters a spell. They could be re uh they could be countering your minion. You play your spite lash and it counters that. Like it's just like uh, it's so bad. I'm gonna attribute it to uh him going first. Cause like I just like you know, just like that just checks out. I think he might win here. He played a forged molten rune, did six, summoned a huffer. So I'm at three health. Alright, let's see what I can do, I guess. I'm gonna play Spite Lash. I'm gonna play a vicious slither spear. I'm going to cast Vast Wisdom. Ugh, I guess I'll take an Arcane Bolt. Solid Alibi could be big. So I swapped those two. So Solid Alibi is one. That's actually kind of fat. Um, so we could do Mistake to give us four mana. And then if I play Solid Alibi... I'm up to four. Oh God. Um, I want to play inquisitive creation, but he, what does that kill? That kills all but two. So he could still kill me because he has hero power. Uh, okay. So I'm playing a not, I'm just going to play commanders of Ara. See what I had. I forget what I have. I'm going to play coin. I'm going to play that. Oh shit. Oh God. Woo. Okay. So I just left. I'm sorry I didn't narrate all that, but I played a, um, I could still very well die here. Like, he just has to swing once hero power and throw a spell at my face, but instead he's just summoning fucking, like, a million Spite Lash Sirens. Flame Geyser into hero power. Nope, he just double Flame Geysers. Well, uh, yeah, what happened in that last part is I just, I played Inquisitive Creation and then did the, uh, did the hero power. Hello. Hello. I, I won the lottery. I had Siren. I win because I had Siren first. Yes. Isn't that so neat? Yes. Isn't How it fun to not like draw that? Siren? Like, yeah, it's really cool. It's funny because like when I've been playing this deck on ladder, I've been getting Siren like consistently. But then like, anytime I play Private Merc, it's just like I never get Siren. Damn. But I mean, also like I, I don't know. I maybe could have won that game. Like I, I did draw Siren like the turn right after, and there was a lot of stuff I could have done. My brain kind of melted. Like, I don't know. Like I, I wanted to play. Like I played that Solid Alibi, and then I was just gonna try and like get rid of your stuff but i couldn't clear your uh spite lash i think i was hoping i could clear everything but that was a good game though it was a fun game i honestly okay so if i was on spell if i was on spell with my naga and instead of playing the uh inquisitive creation i played a molten rune on your spite lash and then played the uh and then played the uh, Inquisitive Creation, I think, like, I don't know, you probably still would have discovered enough burn spells to kill me, but... Yeah, I think I had enough. I had two Flame Geysers and a Hero Power. Oh, God. 
Yeah, that was a good game. Good game. Um, all right, well, if you've made it this far, thanks for sticking with us and listening to such a long episode. Yes. You were fantastic. Uh, we appreciate all you guys. We uh, looked and saw that we do have listeners. So, we like, love you. Everyone out there is listening to us. Yeah, we love you guys. Come back for some more content next week. Um, yeah. That's all I got to say. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Goodbye forever, Wooly Man. Goodbye. <laughs>